everybody, this is Presto. Corporal Massage. And you are listening to episode 34 of the Nintendads podcast. And it's suiting because we have a whole Brady Bunch square going on here. We have some guests. This is the infamous Monster Hunter Rise, the long-awaited Monster Hunter Rise review episode. Uh, to my top square, we have Chamon, and to my right square, we have Sir Snorkel Bum. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Give us a little intro for uh, for the like maybe one viewer who don't know who you guys are yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. I'm uh, Sir Snorkelbum. I you can find me at fb.gg slash Sir Snorkelbum. Uh, I am a Bahamian living in Florida at the moment. Oh, okay. Welcome yeah. to the dark Uh-oh. side. There's two of them. <laughs> yep. Um. So I grew up in the Bahamas. Came over here for college and uh, kind of just stayed i guess but uh, i've been gaming pretty much my whole life um and yeah i really enjoy what kind of games do i enjoy, I enjoy monster hunter of course I but i also enjoy like monster hunter yeah, yeah a little bit i dabble in it it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's sometimes i play it on stream um but i also like you know like platformers and uh you know action adventure games that kind of stuff i do enjoy shooters really looking forward to the new battlefield when that comes out so uh yeah that's about it cool and i'm chaman aka marcus as my normal name uh i'm from the midwest i've been streaming now for just under a year and i also dabble with monster hunter as well uh kind of randomly just there's help. a monster behind you <laughs> there is. yeah you said monster hunter and right your cat's there. like He's like what? spotted you. What? His background music started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I kind of fell into Monster Hunter because I found out you could create cats in the game and that you hunted giant monsters. And I was like, this sounds like a great time. So <laughs> I figured it out. I bought it and uh, kind of got sucked in ever since. And uh, Sir Snork actually kind of acts as a sort of Monster Hunter sensei to me. He, uh, to us he all. He's also introduced me to other entries into the series as well, which is really, really rad and a ton of fun. There's enough yeah. times that somebody has jumped in the chat and by Corporal, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> shout out to shout <laughs> out to the Johns. So much. The many Johns in our chat. I feel like every time we get a really useful piece of information, there's like three or four Johns that are always in our chat that are like Johns and Jones or Josh's. Josh's. Yeah. Josh. yeah. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. Just yep. Jay, Jojo's. Although those guys spend way too much time at the computer. computer. Yeah. <laughs> and all those guys from the Philippines as well. Shout out to those guys. Oh my oh, gosh. Yes. Team, so, okra, hero, Team Okra, Hero, Exposer. Arva, uh, Arvs, Arva. Arvs, Arvin. Arvin. Arvs, Mar Marvs. What I love about them is like anytime I'm like, man, I really need to build a set for this weapon. They go and throw something on there. Here, look at yeah. my build. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. <laughs> that's that's how I got my light bow gun build. Screenshot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so before we jump into the Monster Hunter Rise review and all things, couple couple points of news that we want to just touch on because it's been a minute since we had an episode. Nintendo had an Indie Direct Mini. Does anybody care? Uh, there was one thing. There, was there one is thing. one thing. Okay. Shredder's Revenge. Teenage yes. Mutant All right. Ninja All right. Yep. New... If you're a fan of the original side-scrolling arcade game, the Teenage yes. Mutant Ninja Turtles, this is for you. 
Yes. yes. I have actually seen, uh, I think, some gameplay of that. And yes. I'm like, yes. It looks good. Of One of the developers or somebody involved in the project is the same team that did Streets of Rage 4, which awesome. instantly yeah. gets me gets mm-hmm. me all excited. As long as it does not have a Scott Pilgrim versus the World crash for multiplayer, because oh that was God. just horrible. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that looks really cool. And speaking of Streets of Rage 4, Streets of Rage 4 DLC is coming out, finally. And we've gotten to see the two new characters, uh, the policewoman, um, Estelle, who I was always so salty that she wasn't a playable character in the first game, and <laughs> Max Thunder, the uh, the wrestler who has he's an incredible-looking moveset. Yeah, he's going to be playable That's in the DLC. legit. I haven't touched I... Streets of Rage 4 yet, but I Me love either. Streets of Rage 2 what? as a child. I know, oh I know. God. It's like Streets when, of Rage as... Four is so good because not only does it hit all the points of nostalgia with music and graphics, mm-hmm. the combat is surprisingly deep and That's like awesome. pretty hard to master. That's My biggest cool. gripe with Streets of Rage Four in general <laughs> is that I need to have four player multiplayer. Like online, it's only two. In person, yeah, you can really. do four people, but online, it's only two. Uh, yeah. Okay. And if you both don't have wired connections, it can get really dicey with two people, too. It's not the cleanest implemented multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the combat is so tight, you really do need it to be tight. Like a second, a fraction of a second of lag, and you're like toast at the hard yeah. difficulties. That's so. kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah. it's still still a game. Yeah. yeah. I've heard. I mean, I've watched people play it. I just haven't touched it myself. Yeah. yeah. I want also... To, uh... In the news, Pokemon Snap is out, which yes. I think, Snork, you were streaming that. No? So was Sham. Maybe. Oh, both you both were. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you you mentioned, Presto, you mentioned Snork uh, was streaming it, and I was like, really? Because I'm watching, oh, that's not Snork, that's Sham. Sham's streaming it. And I was like. <laughs> so yeah, what, what do like, you guys think I, of it so far? Dude, Nostalgia. Can we say nostalgia? That, but to me, yeah. that's the only selling point, which is why I'm not getting it, because I need more than nostalgia. Um. Okay, well, I'll I'll give my thoughts, and then I guess Cham, because Cham yeah. has also played it, can give his thoughts. Um, From the man who honestly, has a Pokemon on his there, computer. There is nostalgia, but there is also a lot to it. Like... They definitely have added to the formula. If you ever played the the old one on N64, <clears throat> they've definitely added stuff to the formula um, with the, the different glowy things and stuff like that. There's a lot more going on, I feel, in each level. Like, I constantly feel like I need to be like this. It is sensory overload, especially when you first get loaded into a map. It's Which is good. Which is good. It's yeah. really a good thing. That's, that's good it, for replayability, for sure. It is, and you can go through multiple times if you want to get that one perfect picture of, like, yeah. Pikachu or something like that. But not only that, they do also have this really cool editing feature where you can throw stickers on your picture and make them look, you know, cool or, or silly story. or whatever. Instagram. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you can upload it, and then people can, like, view them on the switch or you can i I mean i posted some on instagram and stuff so you can do that kind of stuff as well so i haven't done like i haven't gotten that far into the game but i'm already i mean not only the nostalgia but it is 
it does feel like a proper sequel and not just like hey let's just give you pokemon snap again on the switch it yeah. feels like they've updated everything so i've got uh charmaine i'll let you go but i got two two things one for me pokemon snap was one of those things that like i owned the cartridge and it sat in my stack of cartridges but like i didn't really play it until like all of my other friends were like were you able to like do this and this in order to get that and i was like wait a minute the game is that deep and i was like Uh let me try things so like i'm curious to see now we're in a whole new age of gaming there's a lot more gamers who became developers i wanted to know how deep they were really able to make this game and especially now in the age of the digital world you can add things i'm wondering if there's going to be dlc or Mm add-ons or different things that they can add to the game that'll make it live on so i'm curious to see where that it develops into Mm -hmm. no that's a good point that's a huge point because i remember one of the things that i remember most about the original pokemon snap was in like it was like this uh, rapids level and you cut a corner and there's a waterfall and you can hit a specific magikarp with one of your items and it launches them off and yes. then you hit this waterfall later on and it pops its head out as a Gyarados. Yeah. So like there's those little, like puzzle that. elements and stuff like that. Like that moment really sticks with me because I played it again like six years ago as an adult and we beat it in a night where me as a child, I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. if I ever fully beat it, but we beat it in a night. So I will say with the new one, nostalgia trip for sure. You know, somebody like first thing they they asked me in my chat when I was playing is it was it worth 60 bucks? And I said, I didn't pay $60 for it, so I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) I had a gift card and I had some Nintendo points, so I paid like 30 for it. Yeah. But so far, you know, I'm really hoping that there are some more puzzles to do because I think that's really fun. There's a lot of layers to the levels so far. Um, a lot of completionist stuff between getting like one, two, three and four star rank photos and then also bronze to diamonds ranking in those photo categories as well so there's a ton of completionist stuff to do okay Uh Um, i'm only on the second level with this but you get daytime nighttime and then you get a special like boss level where it's one major pokemon um and i played actually a little bit off stream which i rarely do anymore if i'm gaming i'm usually streaming it and i played last night for like an hour or so and uh just had a lot of fun just kind of like tinkering around and, and looking and and so i mean 60 bucks i don't know maybe not but it's impressing me so far it does need to be louder it needs to be a louder game yes it is so quiet it is and so they need, quiet and they need a quit button and a return to title button yeah <laughs> those are my that two grades those are my two that major grades right now that i put in my notes for this. so when you say it needs to be louder is there any ambient sound that's is yes. that why it's not well, for streaming purposes, it was super quiet. It was yeah, very I had to quiet. Crank it all oh, dude, the way up. Huh. Man, I had it cranked to freaking eleven. Freaking spinal yeah. tap in that. And I went. Game. I went into the the audio settings to check to see if they had turned. Nope, everything's nope. all cranked. Oh, yes, up. I had same. to like, like on my Go XLR, I had that all the way, almost all the way up to the the top. Mm-hmm. It, it was ridiculous. That's so strange uh-huh. because I feel like all the Pokemon games like usually are spot on with like sound design and like attention. Not only that, but they usually that. have some good music and everything else that kind yeah. of accompanies that. And that, oh, like, it usually sounds that's great. Yeah, like, okay. Pokemon and the sounds themselves are great. It's just everything is so quiet. It's just you just need. To, it's like Hitman Three. I don't know if you guys played Hitman Three, but I had yes. the same problem yeah. on PC. I had to crank that sound well, up that really high because like you're an assassin like shh, 
<laughs> I know, but even like even gunshots and loud explosions mm -hmm. and stuff, like none of that was loud. I had it cranked yeah. all the way up and it still wasn't loud enough for Hitman 3. It was weird. Maybe yeah, it's intentional. Pokemon. They're like, you have to be quiet. You don't want to scare. You're just like, right. Oh, well, with Pokemon Snap, too, it, there's not a ton of music from what I've gathered because you are looking for those ambient sounds and whatnot. And and you can still tell, like, at, at some point my ears got used to how quiet it was, but I could tell when something was flying above me or if something was right. creeping below me. Mm -hmm. um, but if they could if they could kind of just kind of boost that up a couple more decibels mm -hmm. just to give it some more wiggle room, because even at 10, it was, I was just like Snork, had to crank that. But all in all, I'm going to stream it for a little while. I'm, I'm going to, you know, probably play it a, for a few weeks here and there. Um, just because I'm enjoying it personally, and it's a really good tempo for streaming, I think, because you're kind okay. of at least like hyper engaged for that five minutes that you're on that course, and then you can have that time with chat, you know, in between. Yeah, yeah. So like those yeah. games are really good for that back and forth, I think. Right. Um, and also just, you know, I think a lot of people that like Monster Hunter like Pokemon <laughs> too. So <laughs> I, mean, I think catch monsters, kill monsters. Uh, yeah, the same thing. One of the same. One you love well, them, one you thing have. about the audio, too, is definitely if you have a good set of headphones, especially if you're playing with headphones, the directional uh, yeah. stuff uh, yeah, is yeah. really good. So I can, yeah. like, uh, there is many times I'm like, I'm hearing stuff over here and I'm like, oh, what's over here, you know, or, or mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's definitely good. But there is, like, a lot of depth, as Cham said. So not only are you getting so... You know, in the old Pokemon Snap, you got the best picture, and that was that was it. It was one picture, but they yeah. have different ranks, and certain certain actions are higher rank than others. So if you get like a rare action, that might be a four star picture, or if you just have them standing there, that's a one star picture. But each of those, so you have one through four stars, and then each of those have their individual ranks from like bronze to diamond. So you have to get like diamond in each category, but you have to take a picture of each category but not only that you have each stage has day and night and each day and night cycle has their own levels so you have level mm. one where pokemon That's are true. just acting kind of like whatever and then uh as i guess you went through and as you increase your points then the pokemon supposedly get more used to you so now in level two, they have different actions yeah. and they do different things or different Pokemon might pop out. Like, for instance, uh, in the first stage in level two, there's a, a, a Sylveon. I think it's a Sylveon that yeah, just Sylveon. randomly shows up out of nowhere that wasn't there at, at nighttime in the first time. So it like and I'm guessing I don't know how many levels they have to each stage, but they they give you more and more stuff. And I'm guessing some of these puzzles are like. They give you like specific uh, like bounty shots to get too. So one of them is like you need to get a, a photo of Hoot Hoot with both feet, like both feet. So you have to hit him with an apple so he like flies back huh. so you can see both of his feet and then snap a picture mm. um, and different things like that. So there's lots of little things like that to do. Speaking of games that we love and definitely don't hate, Monster <laughs> Hunter Rise. Yeah. Yes. All right, Mario Kart and uh, and Pokemon aside, we're mm -hmm. talking about we're talking about Monster Hunter Rise here, um, which is yes. a big a big deal for the Monster Hunter franchise. I think it's as big of a deal as World was. World being like a complete kind of new formula, um, 
rises another new formula and definitely a departure from the normal being a switch exclusive at least until next year when it comes out for pc um which not exactly true though not exactly true because if you i mean and gaijin hunter actually has a good video on this and like the history of monster hunter historically until monster hunter rise monster hunter not only has been mostly on handhelds, but it has actually oh, performed true. much better on handhelds until Monster Hunter World. Like, Monster Hunter World, when it came to the West, just sold astronomically. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was a much more niche market and much more, like, a lot of Japan and Asian players played it. But it suits very well to the mobile playstyle because... It's like one of those things that, you know, they take the train and they sit there and they do a hunt or two on the way to work or something like that. It's been predominantly like the last couple of monster hunters that you look at, they have been on the 3DS or the PSP or the Vita or whatever. Um, So it's really not weird that they're going back to mobile platforms at all. Yeah. Let's start with the mechanics, and the first big mechanic, and I think the biggest, most impactful change, and definitely the one that they've played up the most in the name Rise, and in, like, all the media leading up to Rise, is the wire bugs. So we got got mobility in the form of just, like, terrain traversal and what options you have to move where, uh... Wirefall, meaning when you get hit by a monster, you don't have to just get, like, your face handed to you for five seconds while you're on the ground. You can actually sort of, like, tech in, like, a fighting game. You can tech and fly away. And then the Silkbind skills giving you two new attacks, which I've heard compared to Hunter arts in yes generations some of them some of them are straight up copies of hunter arts oh really i didn't know that from uh from gu but well we we can we can get into that yeah but overall what do you guys think about wire bugs as when it comes to mechanics of wire bugs i'll just straight out say when i played the demo i did not even give it a time of day i did not even try wire bugs like i knew it was something was there but it was like convoluted in mystery so i didn't even bother to try to figure out the button combinations i kept my feet on the ground and i didn't even bother with it so like everyone was like oh wire bugs changed the game and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but as the as i got into world i became more comfortable with the mechanics and then i went back to rise i was like okay there's gotta be more depth to this let me try it out i now like wire bugs but when i first started off yes exactly but when I first started out, I was like, eh, this is too much for me. I, I'm going to just keep my feet on the ground for a little bit. Honestly, when I when I first saw them, like, display it, when, like, uh, some of the uh, weapon tutorial, oh, not weapon tutorial, well, weapon showcases, sorry, mm-hmm. before the game even released, I was kind of like, oh, this is a fun gimmick, I guess. Like, I can't yeah. imagine this being something that's truly integral to the gameplay. Well, I went back to World last week on a stream, and I cannot tell you how many times I tried to do that recovery tech over <laughs> and over and over again. And I was like, wow, I really miss these stupid bugs. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I really miss these stupid bugs. Yep. They're, they're really, they are the foundation that this game is built on. I mean, even the way that some of the monsters operate now, the mobility of the monsters is has been retweaked to compensate for how much insane mobility you now have as any of the hunters, which is like, it's wonderful for every hunter unless you're an insect glaive main 
to all of you who are were insect glaive mains and you loved it for the mobility purposes, like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that now that's not like the biggest, you know. But now they never to... have to touch the ground. Right, right? that's true. And the, the glaive is still is, good. The Go thing ahead. is, insect glaive, like if you have it, like don't sleep on insect glaive. Oh don't no, no, on don't it. sleep on it. Because I'm the, asleep. I've uh, never picked it up. Wyvern, wyvern dive is insane. So hard. It's so like hard. if you do it after your full Three. aerial combo, it hits like upwards of seven, eight hundred damage, nine hundred damage on the monster's what? head. It is insane it's wild. for a one wire bug move. It is insane. Yeah, Go back no and rewatch the footage to everybody at home. Presto in my face, just like <laughs> draw dropped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if so, it acts almost like the bow now, where the bow has three levels of charge, and when you do these jump attacks, it stacks a charge for each one, and then on your fourth jump, if you do that plunging attack, it, it it's charged to like level three and just does insane amount of damage. So no, I'm not trying to say sleep on on insect glaive. I just know. Um, my buddy Liam, who's also a streamer, um, he got a copy of, of Rise, you know, kind of blazed through it. And he's like, well, I bought World now. And he <laughs> went to find and he was doing dual blades. And he was like, I had to go Glaive because the mobility that I'm used to from Rise, I, I don't have that in World. Yeah, he's like, I, yeah. I needed it in World now that I'm transitioning from one back to the other. Um, so it, really, it is it is redefining this game with mobility. And again, because I backtracked to GU with Snork not too long ago, like maybe like a month before Rise, because like you guys were like, wow, I really need to have more Monster Hunter in my life. Okay, I'm going to go play World and Iceborne. Well, I've, I've played World and Iceborne twice now on both yes. on PS4 oh, wow. and PC. So I was like, what do I do? And, and Snork was like, come with me. Come on a journey. <laughs> back back Join in us. time. I was, like, I was like, I can I can be a cat. Perfect. I will do that. So I was like, that was the Palico instead of a hunter. Um, the most of my time with that, but I'm glad I went back because it it really gave me an appreciation for what Rise is now, which Rise is basically GU with mobility and quality of life stuff from World. Right. Um, so I have a lot more appreciation for it, and yeah, it's it's a really cool concept. I I I, I, I kind of scoffed at it in the beginning, even in the demo. I was like, this is hard. I don't get how it's working. It felt awkward. It felt like mm -hmm. trying to yeah. play the like trying like trying to swing a bat with my left hand instead of my <laughs> right. Yep. felt really strange um but then when the magnamalo 2.0 uh, demo released i was i think i was even midstream with snork being like dude i am loving wire bugs now and i'm loving how they operate and i'm glad that they're not shooting behind like where you're facing you're going and it's just great tech to to relocate yeah. and to reposition and it just gives a lot of speed to the game i we talked I about think... oh, go ahead. we talked about in uh in pokemon uh snap about how gameplay and the longevity of a game i am curious to see if the wire bug there is hidden rooms or hidden chambers in some of these maps that we just haven't realized yet because the wire bug is now going to allow us to access these areas on these maps where before just wasn't going to be available like there's got to be something on these maps that as gamers we just haven't found yet and it's just a matter of those grinders who do they ultimately will find them yeah but you'd be surprised if you if you go out and you explore the different maps. Like I was just um, exploring with, uh, well, I was playing with Zach and Ash last night, and we were exploring, and then Zach left. But we were we were just tooling around uh, the Frost Islands, mm -hmm. just, and you would be surprised where you can get with these wire bugs. 
just the top of every mountain or or whatever. If it, if there is not an invisible wall, you can get there usually. And um, there's all you know there's uh, those relics and stuff up there that you can find and whatnot. Um, but I think where it hit for me because when I saw the wire bugs, I like in the weapon showcases. I think what sold the wire bug for me was there was this move where it was a great sword and I don't even play great sword like I don't really like great sword right but I saw this move where he wire bugged towards the monster and the monster was coming at after him he then dodged back in midair and then went into his thing and just slammed down on the monster and flinched it or knocked it out. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where and where and then the second thing that hit home for me was where and I learned how to do the wirefall move when you're on the ground. That's where I'm like, this changes everything. When I learned that I could do that, I was like, I never have to stay on the ground ever again. <laughs> like, I don't have to roll and then wait for 10 seconds for my character to stand back up. I can get right back into the fight. But you have no idea. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, you have no idea how many times that has actually killed me. Yep. <laughs> yes. Insane, I was man. just, I was just going to say spin that. Move. Yeah, Naga that's spin, spin move. move. He, he spins once and he knocks me back. He's like, oh, I'm going right back into this. And he's like, oh, hey. dude, it's twice, man. It's <laughs> twice every time. He's Learn like, that. Fight. Gotcha. <laughs> the wrong number um yeah i think i think i love the mobility i love all that but i i i'm coming i come from a fighting game background like i played uh smash bros melee like semi-competitively for a while nice. so i always tend to like equate things to that and to me the wire bug in rise is like the wave dash in melee where the more movement options and the more control and the more creative freedom I have with movement, like in any game, like my one of my favorite shooters is Splatoon because it's primarily based on movement versus like pinpoint right. accuracy. So when I really started using the wire bugs and really like getting, you know, comfortable with them, I liked that fluidity and I also liked coming from world how they did design the monsters to keep up. Because if you fight, if you fought world monsters with wire bugs, you would just be like going in circles. Yeah. And and to your point, with like you have to know when to use it, when not to use it. Just because you can right. doesn't mean you should. Right. So it's like you have the footsies, you have the reeds, you have the yeah. hard punishes with you know dash back and then slam. Like the the correlation to fighting games with movements and reeds is like. I love it. I love it. And the wire bugs just make it so much more is, fluid and yeah. fast. There is one exception, though. One exception. One monster that is the exception to that rule. And Jam knows which one it is, because I think we talked about it. Rajang. Yep, 100%. They need to flip-flop those boys. They, they do. <laughs> they need to take Rise Rajang and put him in World, and then take World Rajang and put him in Rise. Because yeah. if you fought Rajang in World... He, he does non-stop. not stop moving. Just pummeling you just constantly. <laughs> oh, he finishes this move, he's right into another one. Just boom, 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 boom. But mm -hmm. in Rise, there is he's much more like he was in GU, where he has a pronounced... Now, maybe this is just because he's high rank. 
This is high rank Rajang. Now maybe when we when we get to master rank, because in master rank, um, or, or sorry, in world he was master rank. So yeah, I never I never got to him. I never even saw him yeah. in world. I don't even know who Rajang is, so I had to he's, Google. He's Super Saiyan. It's, it's Super Saiyan. Saiyan. Yeah. It's Super yeah. Saiyan. And we're yep. already starting to even see that, though. Even with these, with the Hunter rank breaking on 2.0 for Rise, we're seeing new movesets coming out. Yeah, yep, sure. New interactions. We're seeing monsters even begin to act differently and have different combinations. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that, and that may happen if we get to, like, a G rank or a Master rank. Right. Eventually, and they do bring out uh, Furious Rajang or something. And he's more on par with uh, Worlds, Rajang, stuff like that. The but, fact right. that you just said anything with the word furious, like <laughs> monster, just becomes furious. Like yep. monster, okay. hard monster, furious, furious monster. monster. Furious George, man. Let me ask you two a question. Great. Have you guys fought Rajang in, in, in uh, Rise yet? Negative. Yes. Okay. So imagine, uh, President, imagine Rajang. But he's always enraged and always like moving. He starts enraged like and is it. always I'll like thank that. Thank you. And mm. then gets even like his his normal pissed off state is his normal state, and then you go from there into because you know he has he has two enrages already, uh, Rajang. Yeah, mad and then Super Saiyan, and then, and then Super, Super Saiyan, Saiyan with it, where Super he Saiyan like hard arms and he can hit you yeah so like furious rajang starts off already pissed off and then he goes two levels above that mm -hmm. i'm he's feeling very free. i'm feeling a lot better in picking up light bogan where i could just stay <laughs> like be like fedexing him damage be like yeah. here you go, uh, here you go and then a world aim extender aim extender <laughs> they had uh Tempered Furious Rajang in World. Yeah. That was words. actually Two probably words. my favorite. Isn't that how probably you had to get Oiled favorite. Majesty? That's how you had to get Oiled Majesty. Yes, wasn't it? that's how I got Oiled, <laughs> oiled Majesty. Preston, I have to say though, man, the co the comparison of of Monster Hunter to a fighting game. I dabbled with fighting games for about a year and sucked miserably at them. I think I got like a twelve hit combo with Ken in Street Fighter Five on a dummy, and I was like, if I have to perform that against someone <laughs> in real life. Never I just it. don't need to play this like, game. Nope, retired. I just don't. Yeah, I was like, I'm good with this. I hit it once on a standstill character. This is fine. But I think that's an amazing comparison, especially um, just with in with wire bugs becoming such an integral part of the game. If you spam them, you die. Yeah. If you're right. not if you're not reading the monster, you know. I think um, demo 2.0 really, honestly, punished us into understanding that. With yeah. Magna Malo yes. being so insanely hard, I'm having having hunted him probably almost 200 times and never once completing the hunt, never once. Yeah, I didn't I complete it, but I, I did not do two times. Yep, but it taught me that I don't need to spam that because I want to make sure I have one for certain combos. Like yeah. when he knocks you up in the air yep. and you're not staggered and you don't have a wire bug, you're SOL, Done. you're KO'd. Yep. But if you have that wire bug, you're fine. It's it's so, just like every other really thing in Monster Hunter is if you spam it, you will die. Everything right. needs to be done intentionally, and that's right. Yeah, and if you're very spamming, much a, spamming attacks and you're not actually using the rotations meant for your weapons, you're you're screwing yourself over too. Yeah. So. The one oh, yeah, the yeah. one thing I will say about uh, wire bugs though is I want more variety and more options for silk bind attacks, and I'm. I, I'm I'm assuming we're gonna get more. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would think so. I really wanted them in 2.0, but like 
I'll take it because I've I've really gravitated towards light bowgun and then hammer before that, and right. both of those weapons have like to me incredibly boring or unuseful switch skills. Like I, I definitely I agree out, like, with you. Which one's with the light best? bowgun? Light bowgun, I would agree with you. Hammer, I find extremely satisfying when you hit that really big. Oh, I'm double, not, no, I'm not saying the the, the the silkbind moves are good, but I'm oh, saying you like the switch attacks. Yeah, because some of them, some of them switch, like some of them switch the silkbind attacks, and then some of them switch the switch skills. But right. it's like for each of them, I tried both, and I'm like, oh, this one's. I like this one better. The other one has no use to me. And in all three moves for both weapons, I feel like I tried them and I had my mind set on it. And I'm like, this is the only one I'll ever use versus I was kind of thinking like, Oh, there's going to be variety. So I can like change my play style, but I'm just like, Nope, this is the one. This is the correct answer. This is the incorrect answer. And maybe that's just like a personal preference thing, but I want, I want some more variety in the silk right. attacks and the switch skills. I, I, would, I think I would definitely agree with you there. I, I mean, specifically with the light bow gun, uh, I basically have, I think, just the the regular moves that it came with, and it it hasn't changed. Yeah. With hammer, I can definitely see, like, especially with the third switch uh, switch attack or a switch move. Um, it changes it into more of a combo kind of playstyle. I haven't tried that. But from what I've read, it doesn't necessarily do as much damage, and it's not necessarily how I like to yeah. play Hammer anyways. No. Like, Hammer, to me, is all about lining up that huge yeah. major hit. Give bonk, receive uh, large number. That's... Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I that is That is Hammer. Just bonk, just bonk everything. Um, but, you know, it, it really depends on the weapon. Certain, I think certain weapons definitely fared better than others, and I feel like some of the lesser mobility weapons definitely got some of the more interesting ones just because like i mean you look at lance lance is super mobile i, I need to i need to branch out like i pick what i like and only play that. where you're just zipping along the floor like this and it's just it's crazy and you're hitting you for like 100 200 damage every time i'm like this is lance what let me ask you, what is your favorite weapon? Because it sounds like you guys have tried a variety of things, where I've only tried like three. Um, I will let I will let Cham go first on that one. I haven't dabbled as much as Snork, I believe, but I do have three that I love. First off is Switch Axe. Um, I do love Switch Axe. That was my main in World. Um, I think they did a lot of really cool things with it in Rise, things that I didn't even know about until I saw some of the newer Switch skills, which, which Snork actually showed me um, some different... Uh, discharges and then also some different uh, like mobility and swing attacks which is pretty rad um but i really fell in love with longsword i decided to kind of branch out because having almost 900 hours in one weapon and being afraid to switch out to anything else kind of got to me and i was like this is a good time to do it so um longsword's been a ton of fun i think the flow of that weapon once you can get it down is really really enjoyable um, when it comes to silkbind moves there's really there's the sakura slash one which is really cool i don't use it all that often um, because I would rather have the uh, the Divine Helm Splitter, either it's yeah. called Helm Breaker or whatever. Um, I'd rather have that because that's where a lot of the DPS is at. But it's really cool if you wanted to use that, um, especially like getting to learn like a new monster skill set. I think that really helped me with uh, having that equipped for like Detronodon. The first few times that I that I fought him, it gave me 
um, some really good iframes to, to, to use against him and learn his moves and learn his tells. Um, and then also I thought it was really good for proccing status, um, where the other one's big damage. This one you could kind of use almost at whim. It was only one caught, one charge, and, and really effective for a bunch of slashes. So that's what I, how I used that one. And then uh, this past week I got into bow, just standard bow. And uh, I saw that on your stream. <laughs> I mean, good. in the hands of a novice, this thing is putting out stupid numbers. And now that I've looked at some builds and some st and other things, and kind of learning what works best for it, um, what seems to work best, switch skills on paper, and then what actually works best in the end. I'm really excited to dive in that. And then the next one on my list is Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield looks a lot of fun, and especially with that new hundred percent affinity ninjutsu sword that is out there just doing um, stupid I've been, damage. I've been grinding okay. trying to build it, and then once I get uh, it, I'm gonna be it, like. Okay. I don't know how to use. I don't know how to do this. Damage, DPS, and everything else, and I'm like, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe I've got the wrong build. My light bow gun, I'm doing like maybe fifty, and you guys are talking like hundreds, and like. Yeah, I, but I, it's it's like this. It's like they're like, huh, huh, fifty, and you're just like, five, 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 five. Yeah. yeah. If you got like a Pierce bow gun, and you're hitting in the right spot, like you have to, you have to think. You fire three bullets uh, with the Nargakuga Pierce 2. It fires three bullets, and each of those are hitting, like, five times, and it's doing, like, ten damage every time. That stacks up really quickly, and you light, can just go... Light bowgun go... Yeah. It really <laughs> it's insane. Take take your light bowgun and take it into a rampage, and then once the, the counter signal goes up, go ham. You, you will... You will clear monsters out in like two bursts. It's just insanity. It's ridiculous how good that is in rampages. I need to do um, better in my build then. I need to get a better build. I can probably post a couple for you. I, I need to look over my builds for Light Bowgun. I need probably need to do some updating now that 2.0 is out. Um, but as far as my favorite weapons. Oh man, what have I built? I've built a couple of dual blade sets, a couple of sword and shield sets. I built a couple of long swords, a light bow gun, hammer, lance, gun lance, switch axe, insect glaive. Them all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe which guns? Which ones haven't? Don't you have a complete build for? I don't have a bow build. I don't have a great sword build. Great sword. I also tough. It is. Sort of, I, it's not I, my favorite weapon. I tried it for a week, and, and I know a lot of people use it. It's like the main weapon they show off for Monster Hunters because big sword equals big numbers. Because it looks yeah. cool, but you, it you're does a cool. tree. Wrong, you just but, plant, and you root yourself, and you have to wait five years for you to grow into a full tree, <laughs> and then you can do damage. And I just, yeah, yeah. It's, no. And nothing against great sword mains. You guys are, you guys are amazing. No, ones that can get shout out to your the, patience. No, yeah, I need, no I need bowgun. I need to attack three yeah. times before This is a microwave society, sir. I want <laughs> instant gratification. That's, that's kind of where I'm getting to is I think dual blades will always be my favorite weapon, even though I haven't been playing them as much recently because I played them so much in Worlds. Um, but dual blades is one of those weapons that I don't know. I can just pick up any time and I just it's I just get it. It like I I can I remember the other day I was fighting Teostra with a sword and shield or something like that, and he was knocking me left and right all over the place, and I just got really pissed off and I went and switched to dual blades. And once I switched to dual blades, it was just like <laughs> 
like reuniting with an old friend or something and then i, I was like that dance that me and teolstra used to do in world just came right back and i was just dodging everything and going around and i was like oh yeah dip in here it's just something that i always get and i'm definitely one of those types that like the really fast agile weapons that kind of hit a lot and you see all these numbers they may not be big but there's a lot of them and i feel like that's even like extra in in rise because of how oh, yeah. much mobility you have base it's like light bowgun and especially dual blades probably the most it's just like you're everywhere not that. they they've basically given you aerial dual blades from gu where you can basically hit the monster and launch yourself up and then just hit all of these hit zones that you wouldn't necessarily be able to hit otherwise um, which I love. I love the the aerials. Uh, the, what I, I can't even demon flight. That's what the switch. Yes, the switch you do the attack on Titan, Levi. I love <laughs> demon <laughs> flight. Demon flight. I don't even care if it's if it's meta or not. That's what I use. I don't care. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's what I'm using. Right. Um, but... So I mean, you mentioned something just a moment ago, and Presto, you and I have had this conversation on previous episodes. But it sounds like you were able to you switch over the dual blades. And you dropped into what I like to call the gamer zen. Um, yeah. We talked about this. Flow state. The avatar state. Flow. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this in our interview with Killer Queen Black. But, like, you, you go hiking and you just get in that right mindset. And you just, like, you get in this motion and you do it. But in gamers, like, you got these these situations or these weapons or these certain bosses. You just kind of get into a rhythm. And, it, like, it becomes second nature for you. Like, right. those are the moments as a gamer that, like, I look out for. I will go back and replay... Um, a halo combat evolve on legendary with the pistol and the first like two levels just so i can like rehab that moment like right you know, that grind and that struggle it's like pow, and pow, i feel pow, like pow. i feel like when you get into that groove with monster hunter with your favorite weapon against a monster that you know it's a complete like flow state yeah but you have to like if you think about it like we've all played a lot of monster hunter you guys especially more than us but it's like me trying to explain that to my friend and then him playing for the first time and him being like, yo, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it takes a while to get yeah. to that it's point. It's not a very kind game to new people. You really no. have to want to play this game. Yeah, That's the one thing that I tell anybody great. that starts off, they're like, yo, dude, I've been watching you play World and I wanted to start. What should I start with? Or I started and I hate it. And I'm like, just go hammer, hit big numbers. Like, yes. yeah, it's mobile. Pick something, lot. stick yeah, to you can it, kill things, learn it like, before you but try you and re- sample like, everything. Even and and I hadn't gotten that mo that that Zen moment in a long time in Monster Hunter because I stuck with Switch X for so long. But when I finally challenged myself to step out of my comfort zone, I've been doing it a lot more with Rise, which is I think that's the most fun part about Monster Hunter is is the the versatility through all the different weapons and stuff and and, and it kind of turns into a different game with every single weapon yeah relearning every weapon, weapon is weapon like oh i'm new at game. the game again i'm getting right clapped but by great I, baggy <laughs> when i found out the the actual rhythm to longsword i was is. like hooked like the instant I, I i realized that i could go from my my spirit slashes, and then you always like, oh, but he always sheaths it at the end, and that leaves me vulnerable for three seconds. But then I found out that I could go straight into my spe- my special th- sheath that could go right back into the, and I could just keep that flow yeah. going and just keep rolling with it and build up. And and if you get into that moment where you're just dodging and you're hitting the things and you're taking shortcuts that you don't even know are there to get to your next level of charge, and you hit that, 
oh man like the, it, it just becomes this like you know it's it's exhilarating it's all right we're gonna we're gonna have to end the episode here i need to go play some hunts with all this <laughs> right <laughs> i gotta go do this my I hands like twitching i'm like i gotta hit something with a hammer <laughs> i gotta I do we're it. gonna say that like long sword i is one of those weapons that i've kind of always wanted to learn because right it, long sword i think especially is one of those weapons that's really kind of easy to pick up but to play it quote unquote well. properly and play it well is really difficult and sometimes you get those you know gamer zen moments where you just go like from counter to counter and you're just doing it and then sometimes you get those fights where you can't counter anything and i can't like it's four five six minutes into the fight and i still haven't gotten to level three yet and it's just mm -hmm. like but when you get those really cool moments where you counter this and then like that you counter into another counter and then into a helm splitter you're just like oh my god that's so cool i we it's posted like, a video cool. last week looking. from world where it's somebody with a hammer and they're doing the spin and as they're spinning tigrex is like in the background and jumps right. at them and it's like the the hunter is in the tigrex's mouth and at the last second she comes up and goes Boom! Just like cracks his jaw open, oh, and it's Kent, like synced uh, to Kent, music, uh, and Sony, it's like Sony Legend or whatever. I've seen a video like that. Yeah, well, it might be the, it might be the same video, but yeah, those moments. I, I titled it. Anybody who asks why you play Monster Hunter, just show them this. You yeah. just said six minutes get to teal level three. If I lived past six minutes on level one, I'm ecstatic. So I'm doing something wrong. Corporal, what's your what's your weapon of choice? I started the demo with light bow gun. Right. Left Either. the demo, went to world and did dual blades. Enjoyed dual blades, dabbled in a couple other things. Ended up staying with sword and shield. Went back to rise with sword and shield. Ended up doing dual blades. And then, like, I was okay, but like, I needed to go back to Lightbogun. No I went back state. to Lightbogun. Yeah, and I, I, I'm much happier with Lightbogun. I'm usually either playing a tank or I'm playing support. And I loved, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this for life. I can never remember. What's the, the guitar? Horn. The Hunting Horn. Hunting Horn. <laughs> I, I loved the hunting horn in demo, but well, clearly so the did everybody. Horn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I do. I do have a hunting horn set. I missed that one out. Okay. So that's that's something that like I if I could get good at hunting horn and I can play that support role, mm -hmm. I probably would be a a happier gamer. But I just haven't been able to learn hunting horn enough to really be worth at it. So right now I'm sticking with light bowgun because that's what I know and that's what I'm really. I have about. I have a really good hunting horn build for you if you want to be support and you want to like heal everybody and not let them die like ever. I have a really good build for I, you. I already mm. know what it is. It's the yeah. rampage. It's, it's the, the rampage. rampage. And I oh yeah. You, and I thank you in advance for future hunts. <laughs> There's one guy in my chat that every he like he's one, always one of like whenever I open up the lobby he's one of the first to always get in. And it's literally like I don't even have to like pull up my radial menu. I don't even need to have potions equipped because yeah. he's just like constantly just. That's every time perfect I because yeah. Corporal has oh. a slight issue with I'll say healthcare in Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> carts carts are not covered by his insurance. It's we, we did so a... bad now where I've got my son off camera. If you don't know, my office is really 
a closet in my house. It happens to be off of my son's bedroom. He's not here all week long because of our, our childcare schedule. But when he is here, happens to be some of the days that I do my stream. So he'll sit outside in his room with his Nerf gun, just waiting for me to card. <laughs> Boom! And as soon as he cards, I yell, I go, Lil Red, Lil Red, load up! Your daddy's dead! Shoot him! <laughs> if you watch our last stream, awesome. Corporal gets shot quite a bit because we, we were doing some of the newer stuff, but... Uh, Martha sitting in that well, chair this, behind me now and just shoot me with a nerf gun every time I get this carded hunting now. horn, basically every time you just spam the X button and every time it heals, it'll heal you for like maybe half your health bar or something like that. It's ridiculous. You need it's it. Stupid. You need yeah. it. It's really good. I'm all about that. Maybe maybe next next Friday we can do a little co-stream action and we can get Corporal on the on that <laughs> on the go. hunting ambulance. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all about that. I like to play support. So, I so played... You... Yeah, go ahead. I played mostly Switch Axe in World. Um, I played a lot of Switch Axe in the demo. But then right before Rise came out, I tried Hammer in World. And I got addicted to hit monster. Big, big numbers. Reward. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I played around a little bit in the beginning of the game with Switch Axe. But then Hammer, like... Talking about enhanced mobility. Once I figured out that you could do the the jumping spin the on dip command, dip. Yep. yes, <laughs> the flippity dippity. Oh yeah, I was mm -hmm. like, nope, I'm a hammer main now, and I played <laughs> hammer like pretty much through the entire like story of the game. And then I remember in Rise in the demo for Rise playing light bowgun, and that was like the first time where I didn't feel like I was dying constantly. Because I was like, oh, I can sit back a little more. I'm a little safer. I can kind of see what's going on. And I'm like, yep. ah, and in one that got the game, I was like, ah, I don't want to be bothered with ammo and stuff. Um, and then I was I like, am. okay, I've cleared the game with Hammer. Like, I'm going to start branching out. You know, I'm going to try Light Bowgun again. It looks kind of fun. And I started playing and I really liked it. And then I realized that you could jump and shoot and jump and plant the bombs bomb. and yeah. then jump and like and do two quick shots and then i was like oh wait a second and yeah. then i got fully and then i pretty much only played light bow gun <laughs> grinded out the nargakuga gun got my pierce build going still working on it but it's it's respectable um so definitely light bow gun and hammer are like a close one and two depends on what day you're talking to me but <laughs> switch axe switch axe i still haven't felt the same magic as i did in world with switch axe in rise but maybe i just need to like go back to it now that i'm a little more familiar with it um dual blades i mess around with a little bit but they kind of like eh, i don't know it's kind of repetitive to me um i have be. tried i have i look at longsword and i see how good it is and i understand the flow and it looks cool and then I try it, and I'm just and all die. thumbs. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I know someday I'll get there, but it's not today. It's <laughs> probably not Keep tomorrow either. It's it just it's one of those weapons where you go into it and you're like, okay, I'm going to die a lot, but yeah. at the you end get re of it, rewarded for being aggressive. Yeah, it's like I know how yeah. I know what to do on paper, but then in the moment I'm just like, <laughs> I just like to either <laughs> shoot. Or, like, charge and then hit. It's, like, it's too many yep. moving parts. Um, but, yeah. Hammer is, Hammer is, I think, 
one of the most satisfying weapons in Monster Hunter. That, and that's, is, that's where I never draw. Get that's where I draw my like what I want to play is because I get a lot of satisfaction from hammer and I get a lot of satisfaction from light bow gun because I shoot and I'm just like, oh, I hit the jackpot. Look at all these numbers. They're all small, right. but there's a million of them. That's where I get discouraged. <laughs> I see all these small numbers and I'm like, he just, he just did 300. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> We'll see next... where I get discouraged is where I see a bunch of numbers and they're not orange. That's where I yeah. get discouraged. I'm like, they're yeah. all white. Where is the orange spot for me to hit? Get Narga, go to the Nargakuga. Like, Nargakuga, like Boga, and it's got 40% affinity on the base. But, but <laughs> Nargakuga, like, have you fought, even with a light bow gun, have you fought a Nargakuga with a light bow gun? There's like one spot on its tail that you have to hit, and it's almost impossible to like hit it reliably so i'm just like i'm just not getting orange numbers on nargakuga i don't care yeah. i'm just shooting front of it. Oh, i haven't fought nargakuga yeah i haven't fought him again since i turned him into a gun why would i ever fight him again <laughs> he's right. mean oh you oh. have to you have to fight because the meta used to be um it was nargakuga weapons for until 2.0 everybody mm -hmm. was using nargakuga weapons because they were so good it's like one of those things where if you just if you don't know what weapon to go with, just build yeah, the Nargakuga version. You yeah, really well, go I'm going to have to go back to him because I need the Medulla to do this the new 100% affinity so sword and shield. And that's so probably going to be the next weapon that I learn just for that it's weapon. It's so good. It's, cool. it's so fun. I want to be that, that sword. That sword and shield is so good. I mean, I it's not set. really a sword and shield. It's just a sword. And sword a and fist. Sword, sword. Yeah, you're like punching the monster. Sword, right? sword, and slap bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So okay, there's two two more sections to this section. Uh. Okay. Two two flash flash quiz here. Palico or Palamute? Which one? Which one do you bring on us? Without going into too much detail, lately Palico mainly because Palamutes just always wake up monsters that I put to sleep. And it is infuriating, <laughs> absolutely infuriating. And honestly, with the with the wire bugs and the camp locations, uh, traversal is easy enough unless you're just trying to get spear birds. So lately, I've been running Palico. I do not want to play another game without Palamutes. They're just <laughs> they're just too good for running around. Mm. Um, but like, here's here in multiplayer, I definitely use Palamute. Um, because getting around is easier and you can do like the whole jump on dog to sharpen strat, which is definitely a strat and is very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but just getting around with it is just so much easier. Um, like you can, you can keep up definitely with the wire bugs. It's just more work, I guess. But I just, and I'm more of a dog person anyways than a cat person. So I just love the dogs. But if you're doing solo, I would suggest maybe bringing one of each because the Palicos do have a lot of useful skills. Not only healing, but like tra different kinds of traps and, and stuff like that. And they gather stuff for you as well. So you get extra materials, which is always useful. So definitely solo. If you're doing solo, I would definitely suggest bringing like a Palico with you if you can. Um, but I hope... Moving forward, they keep the Palamutes. I really want them to keep them. Yeah, I think they were a great addition. I, I want them to give 
Palico. That's one thing that I don't like about Palamutes. I don't think that their attacks or their moves or their abilities, rather, are very interesting at all. I think they're all kind yeah, of Yeah, they're just, sort of one-dimensional. Eh. Yeah. They're a glorified go-kart to get you yeah. from point A to point B. I almost Basically. renamed my Palamute Uber. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of... I mean, they do, the, they do damage, but the thing is, pet damage in this game is so horrible that... Like they they basically just serve the purpose to be there as a kind of a distraction, um, but status weapons on your pets are really good. So definitely, I, and this is why with Cham Cham goes to sleep, but I always I've been going with paralysis because you can't like wake up a par <laughs> paralyzed monster. Right. So I prefer paralysis just because I always hunt with people and they never stop attacking. So. Yeah, it's just easier for me. Corporal, what do you rock on your hunts? <laughs> I so I, I I've said this a couple times on stream and off in our little private chat, but like I run Doggo. Me and D Pad have a very close relationship. That's my doggo's name, <laughs> D Pad. But I really want to get the dual cat set up where he's throwing traps and throwing bombs. Like I've seen a couple guys who do that and they are just rocking it. Like, I, I know on multiplayer, which is what I mostly do, I'm only going to get one of them. But, like, right. man, when you got the two of them running, like, I love the mobility. I, I personally, like, I walking there is kind of slow. And I the wire bugs don't refresh fast enough to make up the speed, I don't feel. But I, w I think I want to learn more about how to use the cats versus the dog. But I love my dog's mobility, so like I just haven't done it. You'll do about one it. hunt without D-pad, and you'll be like, "By the way, I run Joy-Con." Just putting that out there. I run dual palicos, and I ain't never going back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I had both for a while, and I do like solo hunting and multiplayer hunting. Multiplayer, I always had Palamute because it's like. Everyone else is running Palamute, and I don't feel like being the last yep. man there. Right. And right. if I cart, then it's like, oh, God, please don't yeah. kill him before I oh get back. God. Yeah, um, true. But then I started looking more into, like, the hiring the, the hiring process of uh, four Palicos and the different roles. And I have a support Palico, like the trap kind of Palico, and then a Bombardier. And the first hunt, I went on both of them, especially playing light bowgun. Like, the monster doesn't even know I'm there half the time. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, pew, pew, pew. My cats are just like, ah. Like, <laughs> I love it. I don't care if it takes me a little longer. The only time that I will switch out for a Palamute is if it's a two or three monster hunt. And I'm going to be running against the clock to get it done quickly especially if it's monsters that typically run away a lot uh that's the only time i find myself running a palamute these days right. otherwise it's cats cats all day it's like Miamix commercial with more explosions <laughs> um okay the second question of this section and then we'll move on to talking about the monsters themselves is you're stuck on a desert island <laughs> and you can only play one monster hunter for the rest of time, but it's you. You only have a choice between Rise and World. 
which which one if you can only play one and it's it's tough disclaimer it's tough to know what the end game which we'll talk about that too of rise is going to look like but rise riser worlds given given that that uh, rise is still in the first stage of release Right, what and that would was going to be my rise? question. Is this like rise th- two years from now, or is this rise as at at present? Because then that's, you know, rise two. rise. You can get updates on this desert island. They have Wi-Fi. <laughs> you pay well, your then I'm going to go with the new shiny thing for sure. I mean, ah oh, man, it's tough, especially going back to world last week for the first time since gosh, pretty much demo 2.0. Um, I really love rise, like. World is world will always like hold a place in my heart because it was my first experience with the it. First and one, it, yeah. It was like it was a complete surprise. I bought this game on a whim because I could create a cat and I couldn't have a cat yet at my apartment that I was living in. And <laughs> le- legitimately and I wanted a cat named Hot Tub and then I had a cat named Hot Tub afterwards for a little while. It was great. That's awesome. This man <laughs> loves his feline. Yep, I, <laughs> he does. Yep. So I that was the thing. I made Brutalitops and Hot Tub and it, it ended up becoming one of the best like me and my buddy Russ played it constantly. It was so good. It was such a surprise. It drew me in and never let me go. Um, but I'm also a super huge like weeb. I love anime, and I love colorful stuff, and I love cartoony things, and I love. I mean, they they tapped into it a little bit with with World. You know, it's it's not the, it doesn't take itself fully seriously. Um, but I love how not serious it all rises. You know, yeah. everything is over oh, yeah. the top and. Um, so right now, I, I think Rise. If I was on a dev- desert island, I think I'd take Rise. Right now, I'm, I'm more having more fun with it currently. Okay. Yeah. Snork? So it was between Rise and what was the other game? Worlds? What, was, what, what, is, what is Worlds? <laughs> Did I, I don't know what worlds? that game is. I don't, I don't know what that game is. <laughs> I don't know what that game is anymore. No, honestly, like Worlds... So... I started on uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on the 3DS. And there are definitely some things that I like about World. But there are a lot of things that I don't. And one of the things that I really dislike about World are the environments. Now, I know a lot of people like the environments in World. I like the forest... I think in world is one of the worst stages, worst environments that they've ever made. Like the place is like a maze. It really, and and I understand like that's kind of cool and how it kind of folds in on itself and and stuff like that is really cool. But what happens is half the time you're getting attacked by smaller monsters, so your frigging scout flies disappear, and now the monster is like. You're where the monster is on the map, but he's level above you or below you. And you're like, how the hell do I get there? I don't know. Like, you have to kind of run around and get through all. It's it's so convoluted and stupid. I This is why I like, I, I like the environments in Rise where it's kind of just you and the monster. Nice flat open area where you can fight in and just have at each other. And you don't have to worry about, you know, when it runs off. You don't have to worry about following it up into the trees to God knows where. Um, so that that I definitely prefer Rise um, over it. And I and I do like the tone better, like Chan said. I like the fact that I, I think that Monster Hunter World kind of lost some of the charm of the old games. If you've played any of the old games, 
Um, there is tons of just really silly, stupid stuff. Like, <laughs> like in, in GU, there is a fight against the Basarios that is literally like this big. He is like the size of a cat. Or maybe a little what? bit bigger. He is super tiny. And it is so cool. Like it, it's it's an event quest in GU. It's uh, but it's he's like super tiny. And you get all these like weird weapons. Like you get like uh there's all kinds of crossovers in GU with like JoJo and uh JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Nintendo, you can get armor to make you look like Link. You can get the Master Sword and Shield. Uh -oh. You can make yourself look like that. Samus. There is a there is a Samus outfit with a gun, like a, I think it's a heavy bow gun that looks like the 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 blaster on her arm. Like there is so much just goofy, silly stuff. I hope they go down in that, that game. road right. for. Rise. And World touched on that a little bit. You know, they a got like, the, the Mega Man Palico outfit where you looked like the eight bit Mega yeah, Man. Yeah, there's Ryu. Really I rad. think I've seen. Right. Yeah, there's some there's some crossover and whatnot, but it went towards like Devil May Cry, Resident Evil. You know. Um, <sighs> alloy from the game i can't remember new horizon zero dawn stuff yeah. like that which is still rad like they didn't it was a little you know still tongue-in-cheek and whatnot but it, i like this more the more playful colorful yeah um i think it's really fun and kudos to nintendo because i thought that the connection was gonna blow um and oddly enough the multiplayer's been very it's been solid, solid. it's been, it's the first yeah. game on the new servers oh really oh really the first oh, the first okay. test run of the new Nintendo multiplayer servers was the Rise demo. Wow, I had no idea they even got new servers. Yeah, the, the yeah. Sir, they've had That's the same servers step since in the right direction. Now they just need yep. chat. They need a chat function. Two thousand twelve. That doesn't need a friggin' adapter. Oh. That's a million. <laughs> the dongle like Apple to hook it up to your phone. <laughs> they really, they really are like Apple in so many ways. Oh, so yeah. many ways. So they are. Many so, ways. so is that a Rise? Is that a Rise for it's you a, as well, I think Snor? It's a unounding Rise. Oh yeah. yeah Rise definitely rise rise marries together what i love about the old what they call the old style monster hunter games he brings together the charm and and stuff like that of that and then adds to it the really good quality of like just the good quality of life stuff that monster hunter world brought in being able to eat while you like if you forgot to eat you don't have to restart the quest over again yeah yeah or if you you know you want to switch out a weapon you don't have to like quit and then restart the thing you know you can restock if you and want do all to of play online stuff. with your friends you don't have to wait for the cut oh, exactly oh, yeah. yep That's so good. i think it i think it definitely marries together the best of both worlds and those cutscenes are amazing if you're not playing in japanese and you're watching oh, those cutscenes in english so you're good. doing yourself a disservice so switch it to japanese and just whoever they got to do that voiceover just they came in like hey it's gonna be haikus and it's gonna be old traditional like japanese horror and we want you to go for it and he said all right Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it. it. I'm gonna switch it for my yeah, next no, stream because amazing. I cringe through all the opening things in English. Yeah, do yourself a favor. A lot of and again, I don't even really like. I like I watch my animes dubbed, or I don't even do subbed <laughs> animes. But for this game, purists, I I saw I he I heard um some of the some of the voiceovers and i was just like i don't think yeah i, I like the voice actor that does I forget his name I like the voice actor that does the English haikus. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah. I just right. they're written. Oh, we'll definitely be a meal. I'm yeah, like, the oh. guy that yeah. the Japanese dude is like straight up, like just like in them, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's like chance. Yeah. Oh, like it's, oh, that's it's so cool. Absolutely, yeah, it's that. amazing. Do yourself a favor, rewatch them in Japanese, and then turn them on for when you run into another monster and it cuts into yeah. them. Because the subtitles are great, and you can kind of get the feel for it. But um, yeah, do that. Anybody who's listening to that, do that and do that for yourself. Do it. Yes, <laughs> Corporal. What are you taking I, on the island with you? I mean, I liked World, but there was a lot of glaring errors to it. I liked. So when we pl- we yet again we started with demo for Rise and then went to World. I liked the vastness of World. I liked the the traversity and the levels of World. So I thought it was a bigger map and thought there was more to it. Personally, I think that Rise could have more diverse maps and some larger areas. Although I'll yeah. admit there are some times that, like, I'm up here and the monster's down here. I'm like, how the f- do I get up? Like, right. come on. Yep. <laughs> but Completely. so, like, to your point in World where, like, he goes up into the tree. Yeah, that's yeah. annoying as heck. But uh, I think Rise Rise takes it. It's improved on all the, the right areas. And the, the simple, like you guys pointed out, it does not take itself seriously from start. Like, it just makes it more inviting and fun. Pretty good. To go I, like, I, I think the the story in world was so just dramatized and dramatic that I didn't even care about it. Where this was just kind of like I don't want to say fun, but it's like you're a part of a village that has this random stampede of monsters come in. You need to fix that problem. Fantastic story for Monster Hunter. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Need to be anything more than no, that. Doesn't need to be world changing. I just want to be to protect my village. That's it. That's yep. great. I will hunt these monsters now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna just when we purchased world i had no backstory knowledge of the of the game whatsoever and presto's telling me about it and i'm like okay cool and then all of a sudden the storyline starts and i'm on a boat in the ocean and i'm like what is going on i thought we were traveling to a new world and that's why it's monster hunter world like why aren't we in the spaceship like, why are we in a boat? I'm confused. What's going on? This is not the same game that I signed up for. Yeah, he's like, it's wait, definitely. so do we never leave this planet? And I'm like, you bought, you bought the right game, right? There's, there's spaceships in this? Um, going back for a second to uh, the environments. And um, the endemic life. Yeah, well, one of the things that I want to ask you guys um world versus rise like did it did it feel to you when you were playing world like you were always kind of fighting in a box because that's how it felt to me like even though the the maps themselves are pretty big the sections and i always felt so claustrophobic like especially in some areas in the um in the damn jungle in the forest and stuff like you yes. i just felt like you were fighting in this tiny little box well you where... even think of like the culve the culve uh fight and you think about the the second area there yeah. are areas where he's doing moves that a third of his body is clipped into the wall at all times yeah you know so like i i think that's a good point i love i loved the environments in world i'm not gonna lie i thought they were beautiful um but at times the monsters felt very obnoxious in them like, like yeah, a monster wouldn't compared... live in a monster that size wouldn't live in that area because it's too tiny for it you know yes. um so i feel that that's a good that's a good point i you know, i actually pointed that out one of the first times we 
had did a podcast after playing World, and I was like, the game is cool, but like, I got clipped inside of his body and the mountain at the same time, and like, I think I was carving him. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that happens a little bit in Rise, but not nearly as much. Yeah. Like, the not nearly. The world, feels... the combat spaces in Worlds, especially after playing like you have 10 square miles of like open mm-hmm. area to do fights i i agree yeah. with that well right. the cool thing is too is you don't need you don't need the the elevation tactics in world in rise because you have the wire bug right if i want yeah. to mount a creature in world i need to be on a level higher than them and i need to be able to jump to proc mounting damage to cause that status right in rise i don't need that anymore granted i'm glad that they do still have some you know, mountainous regions, and they have some texturing and whatnot, but they're not necessarily fully essential. Uh, you can still do some really cool, like, wall running stuff to get over a monster and get on the other right. side of it for positioning. So you can make yourself still feel pretty BA, um, but it's just not as necessary with the mechanics that they've invested into it, and they wanted to give you probably a larger flat surface to excel at that. And, and not just be like, oh, I, I flew up in the air and this random freaking branch that's on another level got in my way. Yeah. I well, think... that's one of the other uh, things. With I mean, Chan, you, you played also uh, GU. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've said this before about GU, where a lot of the old Monster Hunter maps, if you go back to them... Now, mind you, some of these maps, I think, are redos of old Monster Hunter maps to begin with. Um, I think specifically like the flooded forest I remember is supposed to be a redo. But one thing I liked about the GU maps and like the older maps is I felt like they were actually you were actually set in the world somewhere. Like you were actually going somewhere rather than going to this is just a big glorified arena, which is how I kind of felt in world. Um, because you can't really see the reason I brought up the box is you can't really see outside the map. Which is kind of a weird thing to say, but when, like, there is this a couple of mean, maps yeah. in World, or sorry, in GU, where you go out and you just see, like, you can't get there, but there's just this plane that just stretches off into the horizon, and you can just tell that there's just, there's world beyond mm-hmm. where you are, and you can see it in the map, and it just makes the map, to me, that just much more beautiful in its design that you kind of just feel like you're set into the world. Whereas for as much as they kind of tried to emphasize the environment and world, they kind of failed in that aspect because like the only place that I kind of felt like that was the forest. I mean, not when you're inside of it, but when you're in that big outside area with the beach and stuff, you can see out into the water and you can look back and you can see the tree and stuff like that. But like, I mean, some other places like Coral Highlands or the Elder's Recess, you don't get that at all. I don't feel like you don't get that sense that the that the the map extends beyond the borders kind of deal. I I agree with that. I think the world, the the maps in world, I appreciated the scale more in that everything was bigger the cliffs were they felt bigger and i don't know if this is actually true or if it's just effect of not being able to shoot up your grappling hook wherever you want but like you stand at the base of a tree in world and it's just huge and everything feels bigger which kind of adds to that feeling of like 
I'm just like a little guy with like a toothpick about to go fight this giant dragon. And I think that feeling carries over to like how I feel. So the question, the question is like, would I be, if I was on an island, would I do world arise and i'm as of right now i'm not a hundred percent sure i'm definitely leaning more towards rise um because i've put like triple the amount of time into rise than i did into world but i feel like going off of that sentiment with the map i feel like they're two very different experiences which is surprising considering how similar they are but world is heavier to me it feels heavier it It feels like and i'm not not just because there's less mobility but it feels like it's got a heavier story it's you know you're not in these wide open spaces hunting down something you're in a forest like about to fight for survival against something that takes up three-fourths of the space of a room and although from a gameplay standpoint that can be annoying it makes you feel small it makes you feel a little bit more in danger you know, and that, that I think that carries through to gameplay too. When you get knocked down in World, you're like scared shitless. In Rise, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I'm knocked down, but I can get up, or you know, right. And that's it's just I was more afraid, you know, afraid more. There was more tension to me Chicken. fighting monsters in World than there ever was in Rise, and I'm not sure if that necessarily even is indicative of difficulty, I just think the monster and the tone and just the overall vibe of world is more intimidating. Yeah, it is. And I kind of, I really like that though. I really like feeling like I'm going to get like gobbled up. And I think that was uh, like intentionally done to make it more popular in the West, you know, like, yeah they wanted it to be a challenging game you know you think of what's done really well here the dark souls games the difficult melee combat games yeah Uh, and i think i think that's intentional once i reach a point in rise where there's not dlc for a while because i was kind of like i'd kind of stopped playing rise as much before the update came out because i had kind of done everything i want to do and i was almost to that point where I was going to revisit world because now I feel like my, like my monster hunter fundamentals are so much like better, vastly better that I'm going to mm. go back to world and I'm going to have a new appreciation. And mm. when all said and done, when rise has been done to death and is a complete product and I finally go back to world and I play through world and Iceborne, I'm really not sure which one I'm going to end up liking better I do. I think what it what it ultimately comes down to is I appreciate like the vision and the vibe of world a little bit more. I like it more thematically, um, but I think my my fighting game instincts are always going to favor rise and the faster, more fluid like mechanics. So I think at the end of the day, right. long way to say it, rise will probably be my favorite, but I'm a lot less certain than I think everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious what a rise mechanic tacality tacality game would be mixed with the darker, tighter themed tone of world. Like, would that work? 
I feel like it I think might. For sure I feel like it would. Yeah. I, we might get that kind of thing with the next full console release. Like, we don't know, kind of. And I do know that they're definitely looking at their success of Rise and what's working and what players really like. And I hope that, I mean, uh, I don't know if we'll ever see Wirebugs again because the, this is kind of what Capcom does with the Monster Hunter series. Yeah. Like, you had something which a lot of players really, really liked in uh, Hunter Styles and Arts from GU. And then they went into Dude. World and it wasn't there. Um, mind you, they probably, like, you know, like we said, they, they're developing these alongside of each other. So you kind of see some of the Hunter Arts return here in Rise. So I'm wondering what kind of thing we're going to see come back in the next iteration of Monster Hunter and what the next, like, gimmick will be and what, mm. what uh, I do know, like, I could not have predicted Wirebug, so I have no idea what they're going to do. I would right. love whatsoever. to see, like, an Iceborne-type, like, paid, like, almost full game expansion of Rise. Oh, we'll see oh, it's that. Gonna, it's going to happen. That integrates... That's going to be mastering. That integrates a darker tone from World... And the DLC is the new monster comes along and it destroys the village and half the characters are dead. And now you are <laughs> in an unfamiliar no. land and the entire the world is flipped upside down. Yamogi has to live. Online cat is gone. I don't write the script. I don't write the script. <laughs> but I mean, as far as that goes, that's generally how they do it is mm. they will release a bunch of DLC and stuff for the base game. And then they will release the next rank, G rank or master rank, whatever they call it, is going to be another release. I'm here and they're going to have even more stuff for it. Um, or they'll have like a re-release with both sections. That's, that's kind of different. That's where you get the, the ultimate from. So you have like Monster Hunter 4, and then you have Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, which uh, adds the G rank to it. I guess I'm gonna rank. I'm gonna skip around here because the conversation has kind of naturally gone in this direction. But I'm, I'm, if we're looking at the notes, where we're gonna talk about mechanics, monsters, and then end game. But we kind of naturally ended up at end game, so let's let's skip around a little bit. First yep. of all, I think I think we answered the question what end game looks like eventually, right? They're gonna do updates, updates, and then we're gonna get a paid new thing. As far as the 2.0 release, are you satisfied, and what's your favorite part of it? Um, if I could tap in on this one. So before 2.0 released, they, they promised Camellios and Apex uh, Rathalos. That was it. That was it. That's all they promised. And, and then more. they. Yeah, and more, and, and more, more. Yeah. and then they went live. I wasn't able yeah. to watch it, but I love it. And more, and more. Right. Here's some skins. They're Apple. Yeah. They're Apple again. Oh wait, and no, one more thing. <laughs> Nintendo's Apple. Capcom oh yeah, is yeah, not. yeah. And I wanna, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, I have, I typed up some notes with your notes because of the last question really, like, I wanted to add to that. But maybe we'll t t uh, tap on that here. Um, so when they released, when they went live, I was at work and uh, my wife, unbeknownst to me, watched the 45-minute presentation and took screenshots and notes for me. And when I went <laughs> on my and when I went on my restroom, keeper, break, I grabbed my phone Definitely. and I saw 24 text messages from my lovely Martha, and my jaw dropped and my heart sank to my stomach and I thought like, someone had died. Happened? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> happened? Oh no, what am I about to walk into? 
And it was just updates and updates and updates and updates. And then when I was like, Teostra, Kushala, uh-huh. layered armor, new decorations, like all this extra. I'm like, I have to say, I, was ha- I have to. I was you remarried her, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to confess, <laughs> you just described me and Corporal's exact relationship. When I see something and he's on, uh, on a caller at work and he goes to his phone, he's like, Jesus Christ. Like, you couldn't have. So, yeah, sorry. Continue, continue. No, I just saw myself in that story for a moment. I'm honestly surprised. And I'm. this is my hope. And maybe, I don't know. Um, I hope they didn't give too much, almost. Like layered armor, I wasn't expecting layered armor until the paid yeah. DLC. To be a hundred percent honest, I thought the fashion grind was going to be because that's another grind. But they actually made it pretty accessible in this one. It's just like some tickets and occasionally some parts. So yeah, it's yeah. Not, they're not making that as much of a focused grind Does in that game. Mean that everything else that we're going to get coming from the future is going to be just as beefy, or does Maybe. that? It's going to be tapered now. My hope is that it will be just as beefy. My hope is that they're going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, legitimately, they have so much content, and now that they've brought it back to like the campier, cartoonier style, they can pull from anything. I mean, the monsters yes. in GU are so cool, and it's so refreshing to see these just almost like I mean, the the Tetranodon. He's a freaking platypus, uh, platypus tortoise that sumo wrestles. Yes. My favorite is Bison, Bison, Bison. Oh, Bison, Bison, or Sean. Fruit monkey. He is like a monkey slash lion slash bird slash lizard thing. Produce stand owner. Their monster design is really, really good. Yeah, their catalog is massive too. So they don't, they're they're not. That's what I was going to say. Their catalog is massive and they 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 literally have over 300 monsters that they could bring that they, that yeah. they yeah we didn't switch so we're not talking about pokemon again now are we <laughs> no <laughs> i wish monster I wish. hunter snap yeah. oh my god that the game I, 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 I never thought i needed i was we were talking about that yeah we were, uh, we it's just, just making emissions you can't fight. making emissions to do camera mode where you have to get certain pictures of certain monsters but also not die rise. you're not yeah. in the so, safety of a cart <laughs> <laughs> So to kind of culminate what I'm going to say here, it's uh, 2.0 was amazing and they delivered and delivered abundantly more than they even promised. And I, I think I, I can't imagine Capcom would not make this the status quo going forward. I think we can expect every month, probably two to three new monsters, one to two new rampages, and then some form of extra grind. But how long um, does that like I get that they did the month the first month, and then mm. I was kind of surprised when they said by the end of May. But like, yeah. uh, and from someone who's never been playing a game while it's in its like its release cycle, it's right. like how long realistically do you think they're gonna do that? Because if they do world? do it like every month or every they other don't month, stop. they don't stop. They don't dude. stop. In world, stop. it was it was. If it wasn't a new monster, it was a new event. It was like, yeah. oh, we're going to do a Halloween event, or we're going to do a solstice event, or we're going to do Ooh. a new siege monster where you are actually, you want your whole lobby. I mean, that was for World where you could have a 16-person lobby, but you want a full 16-person lobby going after this monster. That's you know, like, terrible. And, I can barely yeah. do four people in Rise. Please, well, no. I mean, <laughs> it's not, you go in four people uh, um, teams still, oh, but okay, everybody's okay. working towards progress that gathers for the actual server. Right. Um, they just keep going, and they, it may not be these type of updates all the time, um, but it will be something. 
pretty consistently. I can't imagine yeah. them going more than two months without content. without dropping something. Something. That's and awesome. when you when they do, they drop. But here's the thing, and I don't. Maybe I'll just wait for it because you have a question at the end, and I want to talk. I want to just praise the dev team in Capcom over and over again and in a world where it's all about season passes and bs half-baked games coming out yes. on the market that you have to pay for dlc before they're actually a full game so yeah <laughs> anyways i'll leave it at that 2.0 is dope is dope presto <laughs> you just presto has these moments where he just like he just goes in anger towards somebody for something and like, i can <laughs> feel it building over here i'm like is it gonna happen <laughs> what no i'm not i'm fine i'm cool no, well, but if you, if you talk about Super Smash Online, you lose your handle. Mm. Like, I'm going to definitely say um, I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate, not necessarily for myself, but there were uh, a lot of people that felt that the original, the base game release for Rise was lacking that they only gave us two elder dragons which was which were the two end game dragons one of them you can only fight in a rampage um so farming like elder dragon blood and stuff like that was a little bit you know less you had less options to do that um i definitely understand that um i think though with what we got and with the world being as it is right now with covid and whatnot and like a lot of people i think still don't realize just how much this impacts development cycles for games like yeah. look how many games have come out recently that have just been absolutely absolute buggy messes like we're talking like look at outriders look at cyberpunk look at all these big games that have come out and they're just riddled with bugs but rise has been like i haven't really experienced any bugs or no, really it's been, anything it's like been that really smooth um, and it, I mean, if you look at the amount of monsters that we got compared to past base game releases, it's very comparable, maybe one or two monsters here or there, you know? Um, so we've got the same thing. Uh, <coughs> so, I mean, as far as updates go, I feel like some people feel that 2.0 should have been included in the base game. I'm not necessarily going to say that. I think what we got as the base game was... I think it was a little bit more than I was really expecting because when I heard it was kind of short, I wasn't expecting to spend that much time finishing off the game. I felt like that that there was a lot there. Um, the the new monsters, uh, as far as the new monsters go, um, you know, there are three returning monsters, n nothing really new, but they've changed them in different ways. Like Kushala, if you fought Kushala in Worlds, you will know that that is a huge, just bummer, bummer, horrible, <laughs> annoying fight. Kushala is really fun now. Like Kushala those tornadoes is one of my so favorite cool. fights now. Gosarog so and cool. Kushala are probably Dude, like. Well, now man. I don't want to. We'll get. Grasarog. We'll get there. The next section is monster specific. Yeah, stuff. we'll get. We'll get back to but, that. Um, but as far as like 2.0 and, and beyond, like to reiterate what Cham said and being like just being with Monster Hunter for longer than I guess most of you guys have been, they don't stop. They really do not. Like they, I, I've always told people if you're looking to get 
your money's worth out of a game. You cannot go wrong with Monster Hunter. They give you so much free content. I mean, it is ludicrous. Dollar per hour, like dollar per hour, we go back to that movie theater reference. Like you're yeah. right, Monster Hunter, you definitely get your dollars worth. But it's not only that. Like ever, literally every other month or so, they're they're giving you new monsters. They're giving you mm-hmm. new quests. They're giving you new stuff, and then. Like with Monster Hunter Rise, they release, or not Rise, with Monster Hunter World, they release an expansion that has as much or more content than the base game, and right. it's only 40 bucks. Right. Which is like ludicrous. And I go back to, I, I was on the original Destiny train. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> loved Destiny, loved the concept, buddy. wanted it, paid $60 for the game. They then came out with the expansion. Which was an almost another sixty dollars, which should have been the original game in its first place. Yep. You ultimately end up paying like a hundred and forty-five dollars so that you can get everything that should have been a part. Like uh, uh, people yeah. go on rants about developers or uh-huh. publishers. Like Capcom definitely is and produces quality and does. appreciates their gamers. And to it- your point, developers have a, a good tap and a line on the vein and the pulse of what their 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 contributors, their payers, their their gamers are actually looking for. Right. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And, I and do... Capcom really does have a, a good as far as the just the Monster Hunter team does such a good job. And I mean, whether or not you feel like 2.0 should have been in the base game, it's free anyway, so we got it anyways eventually. Yeah, a, a little bit later. later. I do so think some like of the 2.0 stuff should have been in the base game. Like, some of the... I mean, I, I'm, again, coming from a perspective of never having played Monster Hunter, like, during the release cycle. But when I got to the end of Rise, I was like, where's the end game? And 2.0 did come... Like, I said, like, where's the end game? And then 2.0 came out, like... A week later, was so the timing, the timing was perfect. Right. Like, oh, there it is, right. and, and that's, that's fine. Thing. But like, there was that moment where I finished like everything, and I'm like, uh, what do I do? I don't, I don't feel like playing Talisman Roulette for another 120 hours. Like, mm-hmm. I need Endgame well, to sink my teeth into. And then the update yeah. came out, and I was like, right, okay. But that people, is kind of monster. That is kind of Monster Hunter's Endgame. It's like, how OP can I get now? Like, yeah. how much yeah. can I refine my build to just be insanely dumb at this right. game when uh, the next how, thing steps out? How good can I get at killing this monster? How fast can I do it? I mean, I went the other route where I was like, hey, let's just try all of these weapons. Because right. they're I all started so to go down fun that path, Rise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and- like you said, it's playing another weapon makes it like a completely different game. So I've had a lot of fun learning Longsword and learning uh you know trying to get better with switch axe and a couple mm-hmm. of different things it's it's been a lot of fun for me right and the nice thing is too with monster hunter i i personally don't feel like i'm on a time constraint you know with destiny i was on i was with you corporal i was on the destiny train horde you know just yeah. mainline it into me baby i just need it yeah. all the time um but i felt like a compulsion where i had to be on it reset and I had to be there to do the dailies, and I had to do the Monster yep. Hunter. I don't feel that. I don't. No. I want to be on because I want to play with friends, and I don't give a rip if I'm playing the same same hunt over and over again because I know I'm helping them. Yeah, you know? right. So for 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 that, when you hit that end game point, it's kind of nice to put it down for a week. 
Yeah. And then a week later, they come up with 2.0 and give you freaking 40 yes. more levels of yes. Hunter rank to grind. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah. I do, I do like that Great. it feels like a game getting additional stuff versus feeling like a live service game. Right, yeah. exactly. Which I, I think, think world, world kind of, maybe it's just the the structure of like the lobbies and daily rewards and stuff, but world definitely had more live service game vibes than rise yeah to a degree yeah i can, I can not, not necessarily is a bad thing just as like no no not at, at the all. same time like the, I, the items and stuff that you got in as lo- there were just like items you could craft anyway so yeah there were freebies it, yeah it was freebies so it's like oh hey cool i got this thing and you but my lizard brain was like that day either I which is nice because you could log in a month later and it's like oh all of my bonus vouchers just procked for me yeah. just because i wasn't on for a month they yeah. don't punish you for not playing the game which i think is really great yeah, you, you can play do, it at your your pace, and that's they do really wonderful. The grind better than any game I've ever played, Fact. Fact. and that's what and I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, if you are, if you want a game that you can grind, you can give yourself a legitimate destination, and you can get there. It may take yes. longer than you want it to sometimes because of RNG and luck, um, but they tell you the stats. You can go into your yeah. hunter notes right there and say, okay, I need to bust this thing's face then. And right. capture it to get the highest percentage. So I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna build a part breaker build with slugger on it, and I'm gonna go with a hammer, and I'm gonna just bonk this Beat dude this to death. Yeah. So it gives you the roadmap, and that's cool. It doesn't hide it. It doesn't no. hide it. And they're they're very transparent about that. And it's not and just it hides it from the lazy people like me who don't go. <laughs> right, right. right. And that, and, but that's I'm like you a lot. I like Snork has had to drag me along sometimes with learning. like i remember was i'm one seeing time i'm seeing through, who relates to who through my in menu this, in i was looking through my here. menu and he was in my chat he's like jam yeah freaking hit this button like, and hit r2 twice me, dude, please. stop doing this <laughs> yeah it's like stupid things i've like done that, the but... same thing when he's oh, been he's yeah. on a sunday stream i'm like I'm... no you need to go this no the palico armor no, you need to go. Don't go to yeah. the main weaponsmith. Go to the tiny cat weaponsmith right Ignorance next to him. Ignorance is bliss for me many a time when I come to a yeah. video game yeah. a lot. So I don't pressure myself into learning everything until somebody brings it up. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can do that. Well, good. I've, I've had my right hand tied behind my back now. So now that I know how to do this thing, it should be yeah. much easier. That was exactly. me with Firebug. Yeah. Yep. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I have a buddy that doesn't even want to touch it. And I was like, dude, I felt the same way. Get, just try it. Just force yeah. yourself to do it. It's just go, just go so tell much. him, say, go fight, go fight Nargakuga or Magnamalo for a minute. Yeah, and then one. come tell me Enjoy how you it. don't like Wirebug. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wirebug. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the grind, like, I, I like one of the reasons why i like the grind in monster because it doesn't even feel like a grind really it's just yeah, like it's oh just i got a hunt set of challenges again. yeah it, it, you you're like oh i gotta hunt this thing again but it's still it's still kind of fun every time because there's always something you can improve on the monster doesn't necessarily react exactly the same way every time you know it's, no, still... it's always fluid it always feels like you're fighting always a living fluid. thing which is nice. yeah Yes, until it's the AI living. for the monsters is very well done, and it, it just it just makes everything the grind just more enjoyable for me. Yeah. So let's let's switch gears and kind of wrap up the episode here. This is a long episode. We might have to release this in two parts. Sorry, we're talkers. Facebook. We're I mean, talkers. you put four nerds <laughs> in a room in a tiny box. Um, the monsters. Obviously, that's a that's why we're all here is the monsters to kind of go with the first two points here 
favorite monsters that are in Rise now. And among that, you know, if there's one or two favorites, which ones do you like? Because I feel like when I have a certain, like, feeling about monsters, I either like them for one of two reasons. I either like them because their design, how they physically look and move and, like, the character of that monster, or I really like the fight and how the fight feels to fight because all fights feel very, most fights feel very different. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what's your, what, what would you say your favorite monster is in Rise? And then is that your favorite monster because by design or because you like the fight? And is there a monster that you not crazy about the design? Like which, which ones are your favorite in terms of, I like this one for design. I like this one for fight. And this one is perfect. I'm going to touch on two. That's That's me. (laughs) But you'll never know how to pronounce his name. You can't be your favorite. That's quite right. I don't care. He just throws fruit at you. That's all I care about. He's awesome. He's my guy. I will literally, like, die to this <laughs> I'm waiting for you to come on stream and just be like, so I got this tattoo. <laughs> it, it will happen. I like him that much. It just might happen. He, he was my first, like, real surprise monster. I will tell you, like, I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is a really cool design. Although he doesn't stand still either. Um, no. my, favorite, no. my favorite design so far is Grasarag. I think he is such a cool monster. He throwing is. out the 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 dual so and the fact that he can do like dual blades or he can do like the giant punching for the punching glove and the and the giant sword katana yep. of ice super cool and honestly when you wyvern ride on him and you can pull back and you can just do this right hook in this on another monster's face and he just he superman punches this thing like he, he <laughs> backs up and he takes like five steps and just comes down on it that feels really fun i think he's a really cool design i think he gives me like Jason Voorhees vibes for some reason. Just like it's the it's total, the face. Oh it's yeah, the face. total. Just yeah. like he's just a, an ominous, just barbaric, just death machine, which yes. I think is really cool. Um, for the other one, kind of going on of like you like the design of one and the fight of one of an, another. I hate the design of Kezu. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> I despise it. But I actually really like the fight. I think Kezu is actually a lot of fun to fight. I've had some really be, good yeah. longsword fights with him, or hunts, I should say, and I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think his tells are pretty so easy to do. Super telegraphed, yeah. yeah. And and that can be very, very fun unless he just spams his roar all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. But thank God they gave a lot of good uh, counterattacks that you can do for roars now. You can't, I, I can't dodge them as best as good as I used to, but a lot of the switch skills seem to just kind of give you level five ear plugs or whatever and just you don't even care Power about through. it you just is that right. the, the white the white worm yeah thing? yeah the yeah. blind yeah yeah other names one looks like a giant penis that's yeah that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite my favorite like part about kezu is uh like some famous like bloodborne uh hardcore mm. dark soul streamer got carded twice on his stream I fighting low rank Kezu and freaked out and quit and said and Monster Hunter game. Rise is a bad game and if you like it you like bad games and like got like yeah. super Ooh. like not joking salty Ooh, about yeah. it and Send I'm like me the clip of that I I'm like seen praise that. praise Kezu praise Kezu <laughs> literally raised clout quit. And uninstalled the game over Kezu. That's <laughs> like, amazing. Wow. And it was like, it was like, it wasn't like Kezu pulled like some slick shit. It was like, no, no you played that. You played bad. that poorly. That was yeah. on you. 
You just stood there and let him paralyze you like three times. Right, on, and that's dude. the thing with Monster Hunter, man, is so much of the game is, yeah, it's understanding the tech when it comes to your weaponry, but really it's learning the monsters. Yeah. You, know, you could sit back and just like chill out and just let the monster kind of do its thing and not even attack it and just see like how it's moving and, and what, what, uh, what moves it does when it spams if you're in the front, if you're in the back, like... So a lot of it is just learning, and and that's yeah. one of my favorite things too. I wish I do wish that I in world it was so abundantly apparent to me when monsters were drooling and drooping. I mean, you can a little bit in Rise. I don't think it's as apparent personally, right. and I do miss that a little bit. I wish that there was a little bit more. I don't want to say telegraph, but um, and I know the switch is limited in its capability, but I wish that they would have kind of kept some more of that in there. I thought that was a really good um, visual cue. Instead yeah, of just your yeah. palico being like, you can trap it now, you know, you yeah. just Shut like, up, Yo, this thing is exhausted. Yeah. That's one That's thing that I kind of feel like I wish they wouldn't have done because now everybody just automatically knows when a monster is capturable or, or when it's almost close to dying. Like, I felt like that was a skill that you kind of just learned over time with fighting the monsters so much you're like okay he should be capturable uh, capturable about now yeah, and usually you can that. get it right like you wait for them either to limp away or you know if they're if you're beating the crap out of them you can kind of tell okay the monster's getting pretty close now we should be able to trap him now, <laughs> that, I've, so. now that i've seen uh hunter rank get broke or, or the cap go away and like the monsters are getting more difficult i've been noticing a lot less like slumping around and a lot more like hail mary effort where they're yeah. just going balls deep like they're yeah. just like this is my last breath and i'm gonna cart you as many times i like as that i like I that a lot no, which is good like, and that's, that's part of the difficulty scale Theostra and camellios especially do that yeah they're just like all right i am I am to 10% health i am going to just go yes, all it's like i know you've had two carts let's go so I'd like to see that on the on these like deeper into the hunter rank um, pool. You're starting to see that more and more. I even see that from like Tigrex and like a couple others that so far. Yeah. Which is um, as far as my favorite monsters, it's it's difficult for me because I like so many of the fights. Uh, I definitely think Gosarag is a, one of the coolest new monsters. I think out of the new monsters, he's definitely the coolest one for me, as far as just just the new ones. Um, the old ones, I mean, I fought them so many times that it's like, oh, it's a Jiratotos. Why do you exist? Why are you here? Um, <laughs> Literally, what I think about Jiratotos, I hate that monster so much. It's just a boring, ugly fish with boring, ugly moves. Um, but uh, I think it's still probably... Uh, Design-wise, I really like Mizutsune. I love, uh, I love just the design of the monster, and I love the music especially for Mizutsune. I think that's a really cool one. I but have PTSD I'm from fighting it so many times in the demo. I can't. I, can't <laughs> I know. I know. Hi, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. It. And the thing is, in GU, you have to fight Mizutsune a bunch because it's one of the like the the faded four or whatever they call them. So it's like you you had uh, Mizutsune, Glavinus, uh, Astalos, and uh, Gameth. Those are like the four big monsters. They it was like they had four flagships for GU, so you fought them a ton in every rank. So I already had fought Mizu 
a bunch of times before Rise demo even came out. Um, but I always said I always thought Mizu is a cool monster. Um, I will probably think that like if there is a monster that I am always down to go hunt, like that's how I kind of gauge it. Where, you know, people are like, oh, I need to hunt this monster. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't need anything, but I'll go hunt him. Uh, I think that for this one is definitely Magnamalo for me. Uh, I just think his his design and just all of his moves are so cool. Just the yeah, way he, like, he, always he just, like, feels around. dangerous. He does. He always feels dangerous and... Uh, like, he, he always seems to catch you off guard somehow. Like, he'll throw something new, and you're like, I've never seen him do that before. Um, but I, I do like the fight, and I do like all of the things that you kind of have to watch out for. But at the same time, it's like, once you learn his moves, you can kind of do that delicate dance where, like, he swipes his tail down, but you're like, woo! And then just go like this, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of that, that fun little little uh step two or whatever and um so yeah but uh, one of the things i will say about the monsters though a lot of them got new moves that they did not have in previous games and that i like because like it it takes a monster that you've done 10 million times and makes it new again and i like that except maybe Except maybe Rathian. Rathian is kind of just yeah. Rathian. Rathian's copy a Rathian is a Rathian. Except is a Rathian. for yeah. does the flip a dip dip move constantly. Yes, and yeah. does the the Rathalos is, Rathalos is a lot more enjoyable. Do Rathalos is uh, actually Apex Rathian is a much more fun fight for me really? because it's it's like Rathian. It's like a, a a slightly calmer Gold Rathian that doesn't lawnmower as much, and so it's so much more fun. Oh, that's fun. I yeah, that. uh, that's what I'm uh, looking for, for towards end game is whether or not you talk about master rank or whatnot. Like, how many other move sets are they going to give some of these monsters? As yeah, the tempered and the fury. You're already seeing some now with the with the cap break. You're already seeing Magnamalo get a couple new moves, and, mm -hmm. and even yeah. like if you hunt a monster in a different locale that, than you're used to, like uh, uh, Elmudrin. Usually, yeah. you're fighting him in the flooded plains, I believe, yeah, or flooded yeah. forest. But then he can come out in the sandy plains now, I believe, every so often. I think Trine, Trine Ruins he can, too. Yeah. yeah, and, like, he, I don't want to say acts completely different, um, but I've been very surprised by some of the things that I've seen seen that monster do. So different locations, different rank. Um, you're going to see new challenges, and, and you're going to see some new stuff, which is funny, fun, because once you do have that kind of, like, you feel like you're balanced, you feel like you're good, then all of a sudden the monster's doing a whole different combination Her to balls. you that right. you had no idea even existed. I mean, heck, even doing Apex Arzuros, which I yeah. hate fighting normal Arzuros anyways, but he has like almost like a Magnamalo combo where he comes down on you with two right like two hooks and then pops like uppercuts you into the air. And if you don't have a wire bug to get out, he's gonna you're gonna hit the ground. Honey and badger, don't yep, give a shit. Yeah. Instantly yeah. gonna and just jack has, you in the face and cut you. This combo that just does not end he's nope, like swipe forever swipe 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 and you're like oh he's done no he's got like three bigger more swipe, bigger <laughs> swipe and bat last swipe yeah that that got me i was like oh i know this monster and i'm like oh no no no, no. no you don't no you don't <laughs> but that's something that they do that they have done in the past um 
if you if you played GU or some of the older monster monster hunters, like from from World to Iceborne, the monsters that they kind of like like the master rank version of say Toby does not change. Like he gets more health and he gets he hits harder. But his movesets don't really change. He gets more aggressive, like he uses them more often. Yeah, but there's no but his new movesets moves. don't really change. But mm. G rank meant something in those old games where when you moved up from high rank to G rank, monsters not only got faster and tougher and they hit harder, but they also got a bunch of new moves and stuff that you never saw before. And that's something that it looks like they're leaning into a little bit more with this game that I yeah. am happy to see. I'm a fan of that. Well, like you talked about like the swipe, swipe, swipe. I wonder if like they'll take that swipe mechanic and put a random roll to it. So now the number of swipes she gets could be undetermined. Like it could be three, could be seven. I feel like he does knows? that now sometimes though. Like I notice if he tries to swipe at you, and he misses like a couple of times and you're way behind him and he's going off in the off in the wrong direction, he'll stop and turn around and start trying to hit you again. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed I him do that. I enough to really notice that. Yeah, yeah. neither have I. Okay, yeah, cool. Corporal, who Are do you there? love oh, oh, sorry. besides Bushin? 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 Bushin's my friend. I love him so. Like, truthfully, the, the fight, uh, his art style... His attack style, the random fruit things that he throws at you, like everything about him is just so you. He, he matches your personality. On, like he stands on his tail. Like I want to be him. Like he is so cool. <laughs> do I do I sense a cosplay stream in the future? I would maybe? totally yes. do that. <laughs> Give me another stimulus. Every every time you die, all little red <laughs> can throw like a like a like papaya. Or a watermelon at my face now. Get a fruit launcher instead of a nerf gun from your kid. Just yep. You that yep. <laughs> um, I have to I have to echo the love for Gasarog. Not only is he, I think, one of the cool designs. He's one of my favorite fights. Because I made a lot of attack gems and or a lot of uh, attack decorations, and you need his stuff for that. So I really like him, especially with the bow gun, because I feel like he has a lot of charge moves where you're never really at a safe distance because he yeah. throws things and he charges. So I like that he keeps me on my toes. I really like Kushala. I did that fight for the first time the other day, and I felt like panicked in that fight so many times because I'm just like, oh, he's got the wind Hadouken, and oh god, he just unleashed Hurricane Sandy on my face. Like, <laughs> it was, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, I want to fight him more. I, I went into Kushala the first time, and I was like, oh god, here we go again. Yeah. And then... And then, like, fighting Kushal, especially where it rears back and shoots, like, six tornadoes at you. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, and it doesn't, like, they, they've made the fight a lot less annoying. You don't get beat about by wind pressure as yeah. much anymore. And it, it doesn't spam those god-awful tornadoes everywhere anymore. Mm. Like, it just does one big one that'll really hurt if it hits you. And I'm fine with that. And it's just a lot more fun. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of like crazy new move or whatever they give Kushala for like Master Rank or G Rank, whatever they're gonna call it. 
Yeah, uh, I never I'm fought curious. him in the old game, so that was my first. That's like my only experience yeah. with him. And I like his design that he's like classical dragon in a game of like not a lot of classical looking dragons. Right. It's like it's Monster Hunter. You need that one that's just Monkey like... Bird who throws fruit. Yes, yeah. exactly. You have that, but then you need like your standard dragon besides here's like a... Rathian. Here's also a question about the monsters that I kinda wanna ask everyone and, and uh Cham and I have actually talked about this. What do you think about the variety of monsters in Rise versus World? The different kinds of monsters. Because I know in World, it's a lot of basically just wyverns. Like a lot of dragons right. and a lot of like very serious kind of something that would actually exist. Whereas in Rise, you get some something like a monkey with a hand for a tail that throws fruit at you. Hmm. Um... Or like in GU, you get a literal rocket dragon. It's like it's a dragon that is silver with rockets on the tips of its wings that jets around at like Mach three or whatever it does, and it's amazing. His name is Valstrax. Um, so you get those like really over the top monsters and a lot of uh, different kinds. Like in GU, you get like the the snakes like Najarala or you know that kind of stuff so what do you what do you guys think about the the variety do you like the the monsters and the set that they have so world i feel world like it's very Rise. themed and because world was very themed and it had a direction it had a story to tell i think they were boxed in by that theme talking about being heavy and dark it was very there was a baseline that they did not want to go right. past. Right. I think because this, you've got so much. Also, World was a single map that had uh, some temperature variance to it. But, like, whereas Rise, you've got all these different areas the volcano and the ice and the water and the mountain. Yeah, you don't know how far away the, the frost level is from the. Compared to, level. Yeah. yeah. In World, right. you're like, oh, yes, they're neighbors. So you're getting a variety where you could have that variation and it doesn't have to make sense to it. So I think that in itself gives them the opportunity to be more playful with their, their character set. Now, I was not aware that they have a, a catalog of 300 monsters that they could pull from. So now There's that I know that, I am very interested to see what more they do with this. Mm -hmm. Like, could they take that 300 roster and maybe change the roster in this particular map zone with somebody else and change it around and then maybe add another map and you'll like like plug and play monsters in different areas like yeah i feel like long term they could really change up what like i know that these seven monsters usually show up in this type of an environment like they could change that or they could change what that seven roster is in that environment. Maybe now it's 12 monster in that environment. Like, I'm really interested to see what more they pull. But I agree with you that there is a larger variety of monsters in Rise than it is in World. And I think it's purely because of the theming that has changed and the story that they're telling. Yeah, when absolutely. I when I buy a case of beer, I always buy the variety, variety pack. pack. So <laughs> I love I like the variety in Rise yeah. a lot, and because I well, I played World right up until where I hit high rank, so not super far into the game. But 
a lot of uh, most of the monsters that I'm playing in Rise, I've never, I have no exposure to them. I've never heard of them. I have no idea what they look like, what their behaviors, if they're a cat, a dog, armadillo, giant spider, kill it with fire. Like, yeah. I have no idea. So it's a surprise to me, like, every time, which yeah. I love. Um, I will say that, A, I do also hate the monster. I've repressed his name, the giant mud carp. You said oh, Giratotos? Yes, Giratotos. He's dumb. I fought him, and I'm like, it just feels like they took a, a small monster, and they just made it big and annoying. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was kind of a punching bag. And he, well, he wasn't kind of a punching bag in world. He was a punching bag in world. And then they made him an annoying punching bag in Rise. <laughs> I don't like Giratotus at all. I do really like Almerdon. Almerdon? Yes. I love, I like his design. I like the fight with the pillars because that's something no other monster does. Crazy. And it gives you some fun stuff to do with the wire bug. And I don't. I don't particularly like this fight, but it's probably one of my favorite in terms of design is Agnesom. And I love... Agnesom is such a derp. I love him. I love his moveset in that it draws so heavily. Like, he looks like he is doing crane-style kung fu. He does. And it's so consistent with the movements, and he's just smooth until he tries to ram you and he runs into a wall <laughs> and that's so that's so funny because he's this elegant bird and he's doing all his moves and he's very like ha like he's dancing and then he's just like ah fuck it and he just rams and then he kill and it hurts himself and the first time he did that i'm like i like burst out laughing i'm like what i'm like this the graceful first time I deadly creature it, yeah yeah. The thing just, is, I, I think of him more of, like, he's trying to be graceful, but not quite pulling it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he still just looks brain. so derpy trying to do it. Me, um, me and Corporal grew up uh, in New Jersey on an island, off of an island. So we had those kinds of birds, not giant monster <laughs> demon birds. But, like, uh, sure? well, sure? <laughs> I mean, great, we were smaller then. They were yeah. still full size. <laughs> great, great egrets and stuff like that. So I saw that bird. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I felt like a sort of kinship. The fight, I'm kind of lukewarm about. But as far as design... Really it's an early it's uh, it's one of those monsters that's like you're never i i don't think every anybody's ever gonna be saying oh great azuchi is like my favorite monster you're not gonna get as many of those people because it's an yeah. early game monster that's kind of just there for you to beat on for a little yeah bit. and they you um, have to have you have to have those guys in there as as early game monsters go though great azuchi i think way cooler than ja- great jagras 100%. yes I call Great Way Zucchi cooler. Great Zucchini every single time, <laughs> and it, it never gets old. The giant spider, Rakanakadaki. Rakanakadaki, yeah. I like that fight. He's dope. Yeah. Tip, tip. Found this out on Twitter. When Rakna does the pull herself move, like she shoots out a web and pulls herself, yeah. you can mm-hmm. cut the web to stagger her and do damage. Oh, I didn't know that. No yeah. way. You, you have to use, you have, to have a slicing. And, it's, and it staggers her, and it does damage to her. Like, it's a crit. It's like a like an affinity. Do you just like attack the, the string, yeah. or so do like you need a slice? Up, 
when you like if you have like great sword or long sword and she shoots it out if you're right in the pathing of it you can just just cut it and but like if i have hammer am i just uh you probably have to have slicing damage it probably has to be some form of that's cool i like that though that's honestly i hate and saw a clip on twitter super cool can't wait to i hate rachna kadaki's fight with hammer I hate yeah, it. it. Sucks. Oh, I've sucks. only fought, I've only head. fought her with uh, light bow gun, which yeah. is great. You can't just it, like because she has those claws in front, and you always hit those, and then you always she's bounce. Like a boxer. She's always yeah, she's she's, she's always, always covered up unless she sticks her head out at you, which is very disconcerting, yeah. um, and gross. But <laughs> <hinged> like, neck. <laughs> yes, a hinged neck is just why. But you can't hit her in the head. You 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 just can't. It, like you try to get up underneath, and you can't hit her from that way. And you try to come down on top, and most of the time you just hit her leg. It, it's. Really, I mean, to really be fair, difficult. trying to kill a giant spider with a hammer feels like it probably should be hard. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it would be pretty easy to me. No, as you get the you get the you get the great sword newspaper roll just. <laughs> Um, all right, a couple as, uh, a couple more questions, done. and we're gonna wrap this wrap this thing up. The big question, which kind of relates to monsters, but has been one of the bigger questions uh, since Rise came out, is Rise too easy? Because we've I've seen a lot of stuff being the main criticism. Is, is Rise too easy? And a lot of, you know, Sea Salty veterans be like, I've been playing since Freedom Unite, and back in my day, we had to flex after we drank potions. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you guys definitely can answer this better than we can because you guys have actually played other games. But is Rise too easy? So, for me, I'm going to say this. The demo may have been too hard. <laughs> At least the Magnamalo one. And it was very yeah. glitchy and it had like some really strange hitbox interactions and stuff too. And I played the living crap out of that demo. So I think once um, main release came out and it felt so clean and felt a lot better adjusted, it did feel a bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, I will say it feels easy to me, especially solo stuff. Solo stuff feels super easy. <laughs> Very, very easy. You want to challenge going the hub quest with two people and the other person just go get mats and let the other person uh, hunt the monster. Then so you really, challenge. I have purposely not played solo because I'm afraid I'm just going to spend the entire time getting carded. No, no. It's not that hard. It's hub not is bad. definitely okay. harder. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, goes, no, go, no, go ahead. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that when I get, when I yeah. get to so, my turn. When I first started playing World, and correct me if I'm wrong, Snork, but when, when World first released, there was only there was only solo difficulty and multiplayer difficulty. There was no like two person scaling, three person scaling, four person scaling. It was you're either playing solo or you're either playing multiplayer. At least initially, if I'm correct. They they changed I that in a later remember. I'm I think I've sure heard they, that before. I'm pretty sure they changed that with Iceborne. I think Iceborne changed. No, that. there was definitely scaling before Iceborne. Was it? Okay. But they, I think it was. It scaled in the beginning of the fight, and if people disconnected, you yes. were still fighting at. That's what it was. Yes. Players. So basically, once you started the quest, it scaled mm -hmm. to that many people. So if you had four people and three of them dropped, it wouldn't scale back down okay. to one person. Right. Okay. So if but you started the fight with two, and one left, two, it, it but nobody else could join, right? No, you could have more people join. Yeah, you could have more set up a join. join. So that's so if you and started it would scale with two, up. would it scale up Maybe? then? Yeah. Yeah, it would still scale up as more it people joined. If people okay. dropped, so it would never scale down. 
my my contribution is then null and void because my understanding was is at, at base game it was either a four-player difficulty or a one-player difficulty was my understanding initially in which case i my buddy and i played two-player all the time and we just ended up decimating and when they cha made the change at least we thought it felt a lot easier so with rise being the way that it is it feels i guess i wish the fights felt longer but it just feels like but I'm also more better at the game too, so it's it's hard to Another say. Another point I was gonna make. It's like it's like I don't know at this point because if I went into Rise blind, it may still feel very very difficult. But having gotten decent at Monster Hunter games through World, it's really I don't know how to. I, it feels easier, but it might just be because I'm not stumbling over my own feet this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could go on a whole tangent about like this subject but um i think that is definitely something to be said um a lot of people do complain about these games becoming too easy i mean they say the same thing about every wow raid or every like new destiny raid and what people fail to realize is if you've been playing a game for literal years thousands and thousands of hours that you spent with your characters that you spent playing the class that you're playing and you spent doing, uh, like, yes, the encounters are different, but, you know, Bungie tends to do things in a certain way. They tend to design encounters in a certain way. And Blizzard tends to design encounters in a certain way. And so after a while, you kind of just get, you just get that after a while and so your skill level now is way above what it was beforehand and even though the content now may be more difficult than it's ever been it's still easy to you because of where your skill level is not at. to mention if you've been playing the same game for the same amount of time you understand the mechanics exactly. of that game. You yes. understand what the game's limitations are. You right. understand how you can manipulate those in the environment of that game. So, like, you can't take that same, I must say, skill set to another completely different game by another developer. But you could apply those mechanics to thoughts of new fights that have been given to you. Well, so, yeah, to your point, I completely agree. You can even kind of blame social media at this point, too. I mean, you look at... You know, people who are paid content creators now, like the four of us hope to be full-time content creators one day. Yeah. You know, Gaijin Hunter, all of a sudden, like, I'm going to dick around with this dual blade set called Cat Paws for forever. And wow, look at this. 88 points of damage per hit yes. on dual blades. I mean, you can blame social media for making these insane builds, too, and just getting yeah. people super overpowered as well, yeah. which is fun. And that's kind of the point of this game is to, to tinker and, and to mess around. So well, it, I, it's hard. It's hard to say if it's easy or not. Well, that comes to my second point, and it's the tinkering. And to, to say, is Rise too easy? I don't know if it's too easy, but Rise is easier by design, and they have said so. Mm-hmm. And one of the yep. reasons, the big reason why they have said that it's it's easier or why they made it so is exactly the reason why Cham never played any other weapon in World is because the monsters were so hard at that point that you felt severely gimped when you tried another completely. 
to yeah. another weapon. I went where... and tried charge blade against a Dota Gamma and still felt like I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, with this game, they really, especially with the village quests, they said they made them a lot easier. Uh, they really, really wanted people to tinker and experiment with the different switch skills and try something that they don't normally try. And so if the game is really hard, you're going to stick with your comfort zone and you're going to stick with that weapon. You're, you're never going to change to another one. But if the game's a little bit easier, then you're like, okay, well, this isn't that hard. I could try this other weapon and still do pretty well. And so it opens up the whole game for you. And so I think, like, the question for me is not, is Rise too easy? Is, is Rise fun? And if Good you God. look at all of the content creators, Arex, uh, Gaijin Hunter, all of these guys, they are having an absolute blast with this game, even though they're some of the best people I've ever seen play the game. You know, they yeah, have they all of these fights with their uh, eyes closed, but it's still fun to them. But right. it's they're having a blast with it. And that's the answer for me. Yes, it is a bit easier, especially, um, you know, monsters like my poor boy Rajang. They just they kind of just gutted him. He was my favorite monster from Rise or from World. But it's still a fun fight. You know, either way, it's still a fun fight. And it, the game to me is a lot a lot of fun corporal is it too easy <clears throat> so i'm i'm hesitant to say it is because i know that like i'm not nearly as good as i feel like the rest of you are and therefore i find myself getting carded more than most other people who i play with but i also know that I don't understand my weapon or the other variety of weapons as well as I should or could. And therefore, I still find the challenge at, like, Hunter Rank 3. I'm getting carded at Hunter Rank 4. Like, and I'm not even up there yet at 7, and now it can go up to 40. Like, so I, I clearly am going to have a incline ahead of me as far as learning my weapon, learning my skill, and getting better at it. So no, I don't think it's too easy, but I will say, compared to World, I felt like World was more challenging. Does Definitely. that make sense? Yeah. Because Rise has a certain accessibility world. Yes. Even, even though World, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. And that's, and I, to their probable point, the accessibility of it makes it easier for new gamers, new people I who think... are coming to this through the, the 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 franchise, new people who are coming to that console, and new people who are trying to try other aspects of that game. Yeah, I think Rise is definitely the most accessible Monster Hunter that they've ever made, as far as just being able to jump in as a new player and play. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but everybody starts somewhere, right? You know. And to, to, I mean, to you two, uh, Cham and I have been, I mean, we've put hundreds of hours in, we've tried like every weapon and, you know, but there, it's certainly possible too, that you just haven't found that weapon that kind of, you just click with mm -hmm. like for me with dual, like with dual blades, it was one of those things where I had hundreds of hours in monster hunter world 
and I was playing mainly Charge Blade. And I liked Charge Blade. Charge Blade was fun. And then one day I tried Dual Blades and I was like, this is way more fun. I, I just like it's something in my brain. It just like my I was like, this is exactly this is exactly what I wanted out of a weapon. And I never look back on on the subject is rise too easy. So I the village quests are too easy. If you've seen me stream, you will see that I I'm only up to the the four star rank or the four star hunts in village mm. quests because I abandoned them at this point because I did them and I was like these are killing me. Um they're they're too easy. Do them. Just do them? Keep, just do run them. through them. Just do run them. through them. The last one is actually a good challenge and the the item you can get can craft is worth it do okay yeah. okay There's i know what i'm doing on my it. tuesday stream then yeah yeah just get <laughs> it done just boil just yeah boil i through. i threw away village quests and i just did hub quests all mm -hmm. the way through the end i did most of my village off stream yeah yeah same, same village same yeah but so i think and i i love i'm never the person that's like oh you know, this game is too accessible for noobs, you know, screw them casual gamers, because I know mm. some people like that, and I hate that. Um, <laughs> I think accessibility is important. Um, I don't think it the is. game needs to be a pushover, but I think an early entry point that opens the game up to a broader audience is good. Whether they get weeded out halfway through by Nargakuga killing them and making them uninstall or Keizu carding them twice and then, you know, crying in the corner is fine. But the entry point for learning the game and even getting your legs about you, I think is good. Um, I do think, I remember thinking as I was playing through, I'm fighting these monsters, I'm fighting these monsters. I guess when I played World, everybody was like, yes, in Monster Hunter games, Everybody has their walls, their wall monsters. And I remember people warning me, Anjanath. Anjanath is typically the first wall. And yep. then, um, uh, what's his name? Clifford, big red dog. Oh, Adogran. Uh, uh, yeah, he was the second wall. And I remember thinking, like, playing in World, I'm like, okay, okay. And then I hit those walls, and it felt good to be challenged and cart and die and then go back and improve and tweak what I could do in my setup and go back. And I feel like that happened way too late with Rise, if at all. I liked the I liked that the beginning was a little easier, a little more accessible, fine. But I didn't fail and I'm not trying to be like, oh I'm so good at Monster because I'm really not. Um I didn't I didn't feel any real challenge or like fail a quest until like way later than i thought i was going to yeah, yeah. and even that, eric was saying the same thing that yeah. is kind of what i have a problem with i do uh, i do appreciate the fact that it's like okay there's easier hunts like like when i've been hunting with corporal and he's not high as high in hunter rank by the second quest i'm like you know what i'm gonna try gunlands i'm gonna try this and being able to try it and not feel totally handicapped is great and i love the variety but I want I want to have my cake and eat it too, and I really hope that <laughs> typical the, the end game gets harder, and I think it will. 
It probably I think it will. will because it, again, I recognize that these games get a lot of updates, and Capcom is like not shy in just punching their player base, player base directly in the face, like with it with a fatalist or something like that, and giving you a real challenge. <laughs> but I want it, so I won't. I won't say the game is too easy. I would say that I would have appreciated if they introduced some some harder challenges earlier on even if they were only as optional quests because now I'm finding myself now that I'm doing the monsters where you have to hunt you know Nargakuga and Magnamalo in the same hunt now I'm starting to like you know you know drool a little bit at like okay I don't know if I can do this and yeah. I like that well, and that so, may even be part of the like the what Snork was saying earlier. Like people may have expected what 2.0 was going to bring to be in the original release. Because right. now that those monsters are out, like I never call them Basil Geist, but Beetlejuice. I think I Beetlejuice is a solid is a, a solid fight, and I think that's pretty challenging. And honestly, Apex Arzuros, he carded me like twice, which felt good. Like I wanted that. I was talking with one of my good buddies in the stream, and he before the the update went live he's like dude is it weird that i want to get carded by some of these monsters i did like, dude, i got i got all. carded i got carded like back to back two times um who was it i can't i can't remember but i got carded back to back twice and i just had a stupid smile on my face and i'm like <laughs> yes i wore the adversary mm. like i was well, so I think it's hard too because so like pumped. magnamalo and 2.0 demo was so hard he was that that's why I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot where he was so hard. He might have been a wall kind of in this game, but since he was so hard in the demo, when you came up to him in the in the the real game, it was like, oh, no well, this is really easy. Oh, no, yeah. I came at him. I came at him with a vengeance. I'm like, I don't care if they nerfed you. I'm going to kick your teeth in <laughs> until I have you as a whole outfit, you bastard. I, I hate. Oh, <laughs> I wanted well, to get the is, amiibo just so I could melt him with a magnifying glass. In all fairness, so, in, in that demo, we 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 took that demo Magmalo and brought in as many people as we could. People who are way better at the game than we yep, were. Same. And we tried everything we could this, to destroy him, and we got ourselves. I purposely stayed back so I wasn't the reason we failed that mission. Like we tried well, so hard. Well, I think what the main issue with the Magnamala demo was that it just wasn't it was enough time, time limit. for a it lot of people. It was the time limit. It was, yeah, you were yeah if you had clock. 20 minutes instead of 15, I would have been able to do it. I'm not good enough to do it personally in 15 minutes. I'm just not. Like, it's fine. You know? that, and that's like, you have to have that play style, too. Is like, if you're a hyper-aggressive player and you're like, I'm either going to cart in the first five minutes three times or I'm going to get, like, 3k damage and this is going to be an eight minute fight that was yeah. right up your alley but for somebody yeah. who plays a little more reserved and likes to dance a little bit more you, you, there's no time to dance there's no yeah. time to dance they didn't even play my favorite song um <laughs> this is a, but this is a question that comes up i think or a, a, a subject that comes up with every monster hunter because they said the same thing about world like a, there's a lot of people out there that say world was way easier than what came before it um and I think certainly for some monsters, I think that is definitely true. I, I think sometimes it depends on the monster, but otherwise, like, I think it's just people's skill level, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. You've been playing Monster Hunter for skill levels too. You know, two thousand. You got Chester who comes into my chat. Two thousand hours in GU. Like, of course, it's gonna be like easier for him probably. Yeah. All right. Last question. This is the side quest, so I'll let Corporal tee this one up. <laughs> What's the best thing about Monster Hunter, and why is it the community? Bridge. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let me tell you. I mean, just you guys in itself. Like uh, you had said, Charmon, uh, at one point that you can ask for help and somebody is in the chat just giving you tips and showing you where to go or something you're having a trouble with they will hop in and you guys will be able to grind through it like it is a, all the time in our chat like i have a question like i really want to change this somebody's giving me directions i have never i have never learned to play a game like i learned to play monster hunter because I started with World, and I didn't know anything. There's a million systems. The UI is made Do by tutorial them. Tutorial on tutorial on tutorial. Spaghetti at a wall yep. is how they design their menu systems. And World was made... We learned this game by crowdsourcing. Yes, World was made so much easier because... I had people in the chat, and I'd be like, oh my god, I have to trap a monster? I don't want to trap a monster. There's no tutorial. Yeah. There's not, like, please, chat, you. save me from Googling a half an hour rabbit hole through YouTube. Right. How do I trap a monster? Oh, do this and this. Yes! Yeah. Like, and maybe, maybe it's like this inadvertently co-op. I don't know. I mean, I, th I think it is a true testament to the Monster Hunter community. I really do, but, or, but it also might be a testament to Facebook gaming. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, honestly like that's a thing i, I mean I'm, i've never streamed on twitch to an extent that it was actually meaningful i've done it like a, like, like four years ago like twice yeah to, like nobody <laughs> so yep. you know maybe there would be a little bit more elitism over there i can't uh, don't quote me on that or anyways or say oh my god this facebook streamer's dogging on twitch that's not what i'm getting at um oh, I'll but dog the, on the twitch. yeah the community <laughs> feel on facebook is is astronomically uh different than what i expected when it came to because i'm a i consider myself a very average gamer um i'm decent at monster hunter i'm not a pro by any means i can hold my own um but i'm not like you know i consider snork way more educated and way better i, I go to him for a lot um but like i met snork through streaming on facebook yeah. the the great well, I mixer YouTube. we met you yeah right streaming you guys on facebook. like like it's the the great mixer exodus brought him and a few more people through and, and yeah. i was one of the few people because i mean even on facebook gaming now monster hunter at most has rise has at most has like 650 people watching total worldwide if you go on it's a very small niche community on facebook it doesn't feel that way though because no, like when we've i we've streamed smash as much as I can tolerate streaming Smash online. <laughs> We've streamed a bunch of different games. And when we started streaming Monster Hunter, it was a totally different experience because like, of the You play community. Monster Hunter? Cool. I do too. I Let's do play. Too. Yeah. Yes. And there was the moment, I think, I think I was in Snork's chat. It might have been, it might have been Chamon's chat where it was like, I popped in to say hi, and then Mimi said hi, and then 
uh, Hero from Team Okra was in there, and then JoJo came through, and then, like, the next time I streamed, those people came through, and it's just, like, the fact that I can go between both of your chats or any, pretty much any random, like, English-speaking Monster Hunter stream and bump into somebody that I've met before that's viewed or... That, like, that just is such a testament to, like, yeah. the community. Right. They are dedicated to the game, and they and they love... They love the people. They they just love the fact that people are playing the game. Like they're yeah. just they're just oh your hub ID's up. Do you have space? Which like they yeah. never just bombard. They're always like, hey man, you got an extra spot. It's like yeah, yeah. that's why the ID. Like posted. if like, you if in. you've been in like competitive <laughs> shooters like Warzone, oh, yeah. Battle Royale, fighting toxic. games, yeah. it's super not the case for it's like super I, toxic. I feel like spoiled from Monster Hunter because like <laughs> yes. it's easy to forget that a lot of communities are like lead in the water toxic. Yeah, wait, and you don't already know about this build? Wait, I know. you don't already know yeah. about this strat? Oh, you, you carded? Oh, yeah. man, I'm kicking out. Like, that never... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it happens every once in a while, you know. Yeah. Card like, by Kezu and go cry, but... I <laughs> you know... I'll tell you, like, what what I love about this community and just being... I, I, once again, I don't know if it's just on Facebook or, or not, but, like, I started streaming... I, I was streaming some world, but where... I, it's first started getting fun for me was when I started streaming GU and I started having those guys from like Team Okra and stuff come in. And I am like just I'm like HR 13 or something like that. And I got three level 999s like just carrying me through these quests. Like when I said like I keep bringing up Chester because I don't know how many hours these other guys have in it. But uh, he's told me that he has over 2000 hours in GU. Like, what else after 2,000 hours could you possibly need as far friendship. as materials and stuff? Friendship. I mean, yes, friendship. So but, I, friendship. I hear 2,000 hours and I think of only two things in my entire life. Breath of the Wild is trying to find down the stupid uh, the seeds yeah. in that game. Yeah. Korok, yeah. Korok seeds. Oh my gosh. Or playing Halo just because, like, I am a Halo man. Like, yeah. Halo Master Chief is in my blood. My truck number that was assigned to me at work has got 117 in the ID number. Like, that is just me. So, like, I put that much time into Halo. But, like, yeah. any other game, like, we went through our, our most played games in our most in the last episode that we did. Like, 34 hours here, like 50 hours there. I mean, like smash, smash for yeah. me. Yeah. It's the smash for me. 2,000 me, like, Who does that? The only thing that I would say the, the most would be for me was like wow or something where like you literally had to play it for that long. Yeah, but methamphetamines. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's like one of those things that, and what, what I love about it is just how much they love helping people. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. We were doing, uh, so I don't want to necessarily explain how this necessarily works, but there, <laughs> there are fights, uh, there are deviant fights in GU. So basically I think the apex monsters in rise are kind of very similar to the deviant monsters in GU where they've, they've given them some of the same moves and stuff like that. And, and whatnot. So I'm very kind of familiar with them. Like uh, Apex Rathian 
is straight up Dread Queen Rathian from GU. It's a, literally the same monster. Um, but anyways, I'm I'm fighting this monster that, you, that I don't know if anybody but Cham would know. His name is Astalos. He is an electric dragon. Really cool looking. And I'm fighting the deviant form, which is Bolt Reaver uh, Astalos. And it's the EX, basically the hardest form of him. And he has so many moves that can just one-shot you. It doesn't matter what kind of armor or how upgraded it is. He will just one-shot you if you get hit by it. That's it. Um, and we're trying over and over. And I'm like, uh, like we're, we're carding. And uh, we're... These are like guys that have been playing this game for so long. And all of us are just dying. <laughs> just constantly being carded by it. And of course, I got a big smile on my face. Because this fight is just ludicrous to like the nth degree. It's just it's just crazy. Like the, the monster can do this much damage. But like it was the night that Cham and was supposed to start playing right. uh, GU. GU. And they kept me from joining him because every time we carded, they would not let me leave. They refused to let him go. I just heard Until him on we killed being him. like, he won't let me go. He won't yes. let me stop. He, They're like, super game. last, super last attempt, ultimate super last attempt. It's like the like guy carrying time. you through the finish line in the marathon. <laughs> they just mm -hmm. would not let me finish. And that was, it was, I mean, it's a great memory. They still talk about it. Like every time I want to leave now, they were like, wait, super last attempt. Uh, so it, it's just like stuff like that is why I love the community. It's it's not that you're carding. They're like, no, we will not let you leave until this monster is dead. Mm -hmm. And I I love that about this community. Just the the way, just how helpful everybody is, and they're just how much they just. It doesn't even matter if they're getting something from it. They just want to fight the monster with they you. They just want to play the game. Yeah, which is awesome. Yep. And yeah. I put a little caveat on here. I'm not going to take up too much time, but I, the community is obviously top tier, but kudos to the dev team and to Capcom. Yes. And yeah. like I said earlier, in a game, in a world of half-baked games being released out into the wild, um, it's nice to be in a world where you can play a video game that feels completed. And then when mm -hmm. they put out new content, they're not putting a price tag on it, but they are putting out cosmetics. You know, yes. like they and yeah, they're, they're, I like that. In, I've always liked invest, cosmetics. Blizzard does the same thing with Overwatch. You don't have to pay for the events. You don't have to pay for the stuff. But we're going to put out cosmetics. And if you love the game, that's how you can support us. And you know what I do? I drop probably ten to twenty bucks at least each time they put out content because I know that they're giving me good things. I prefer buying things the good things directly than gambling, though. Right. Oh, yeah. The loot box system is a little janky yeah. in Overwatch. But, like, again, though, with Rise, and you can go in and I'm going to drop, you know, probably 15 bucks in the next week or so to pick up some of the poses, pick up the sticker sets. I bought like, both packs. I just right. bought both packs already. <laughs> just right. bought them all. Because they're like, and I think AAA companies need to really look at a game like this that can push 5 million copies and the team can push out content m almost monthly for no cost and then put out these these fun cosmetic things and they're investing in their community with a quality product and the community wants to support and they're yeah. not just forcing yeah the community it's a good it's a good it feels like an even relationship where a lot 100%. of developers and communities feel at odds or right. kind of adversarial this feels very much like the developers are 
part of the community and feeding right. the community. Versus and that may like, also yep. be a reason why the community is so kind. Yeah. A community starts at the game and the game starts at developers. So it's like a top down approach sure. of so, that's warm fuzzy okay. feelings as you mercilessly hunt place. down wildlife for your vanity <laughs> purposes. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, that has been our exhaustive review of Monster Hunter Rise. Thank you guys so much. You guys coming on here and, and gabbing with us is a testament to the community in itself. So again, Chamon, Snorkelbum, thank you guys so much. Check both thank of these again. guys out. We will have links everything when we publish the episode where you guys can can check out and i think we definitely need to do one night where we all it's a party an absolute cluster of all four of us all streaming it flinching each other to death (laughs) i think get get snorkel to teach me and the rest of us how to play hunting horns we can be an orchestra Oh, oh yeah, do do dude, I did. I did a dude squad for the, the four demo. The four <laughs> hornsmen. It was delightful. It was great. We need. We need to diversify. We need like the status horn, the DPS horn, the support horn, and we can pretty style? much have all the bases covered. Yeah. Yeah. So like we can't get hit by anything. Basically, that would be yes. Great. I'm about it. Dream that would team. Be great. Oh my god, we're making a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. But yeah, let me let me know. Just like my schedule is pretty much open, so let yeah, me yeah. Know it'll it'll probably be have to be a Friday that. night because Friday nights are when we do the the co stream. I can do Friday nights because my Friday night has moved to Monday night now. Sham, don't forget. I know I got to Monday gotta night remind. now. <laughs> I don't usually stream on Friday nights, but if we plan it out, I can usually make it happen. And of course, I'm probably going to insist that we make uh, the night some sort of a drinking game, but we can talk about that off stream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Keep hunting. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.